Live Sport. Talking Football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Hegarty on Rock Sport Radio. Good evening. It's the final one of the week. Uh, I nearly said the final one of the month, but we've got one more on Monday. Uh, good to have your company. What? Why, why do you always talk before I switch you on? You can say the final one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who that? knows? <laughs> <laughs> Stranger things have happened. I've got Stranger, to you, I've, listen, I'll tell you what. I feel as if it could have been the final one. The day you've had. Oh God, your car clamping. I know you. Fridge free? No, not mine. Fridge freezers, washing machines. Budgie flew away. It's been. Oh, listen. If I had Gold a budget, if I had a budget, it would have flown away. I know. <laughs> a bit of it was ridiculous. I'm what I'm what a, a day! What a day! That's what I'm thinking about getting a budget. Crazy, crazy. Anyway, listen, it's the Aye. final one of the week, and uh, we're talking football. Uh, you can listen to us on DAB Digital Radio, online at rocksportradio.co.uk, via your smartphone and your smart speaker. That's using the TuneIn and the Radiogram apps, and you can watch us as always live as we stream on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. Um, listen, I'm I'm done in. I feel as if I'm ready for my bed, so I'm prepared to let you talk about absolutely anything you want to talk about it, tonight. Anything for starters. You, know, you might have gave me a wee, bit of, a wee text and a wee prep. and Just, you know, obviously, you know, I'm the man of the papers. I like the papers and um, a lot of stuff going about just now on the back of what Big Klopp had said at Liverpool on who is successor, who is obviously... Points in the direction of of Sonny Gavan and a certain Mr Stephen Gerrard, but I think the manager uh, Stephen Gerrard has come out and said, yeah, eventually it's going to be his dream job, but uh, I think further further down the line, and I think just when Klopp decides that that he's going to sit back, I think the natural successor. But on the flip side of that, it's all very well saying that Stephen Gerrard is going to be the new Liverpool manager in years down the line. But Liverpool will only appoint Stevie Gerrard if it's a successful Stevie Gerrard from Glasgow Rangers. Yes. And, and, you know, it's not just going to be a done deal where, yeah, right, down you come, Stevie, you've been such a fantastic legend of a, a player and what have you here and uh, a great ambassador for the club, but he's got to start winning trophies at Rangers. And, yeah, no, you're and right. listen, Stevie Gerrard knows that. He knows that there's pressure on him, especially this season, especially drawing a blank last year, Bill. They are better. Still kind of stuttering along to wins. I think that that somebody's going to be a, a, on a hiding soon with them. Um, but I think he's he's, he's certainly he's certainly putting the, the, the club in, in better footings than, than when they inherited it. So. Well, listen, I had a conversation with, and you'll not be surprised to hear this. I had a conversation last night uh, with Jerry Collins because we KB was uh, we was in on Tuesday mm-hmm. when I was off, and and Mr. Collins was in with me last night, mm-hmm. and I was making the point about teams scoring goals in the final minutes or hanging on to games, and I said. I, I think one of the things that makes Rangers a bigger threat to Celtic this year, and I'm being serious, is the fact that they're winning games that they would have lost or drawn last season. Mm-hmm. They are hanging on to <coughs> games and managing games better, or they're, they're keeping going till the, the last minute and, and they're scoring late goals. 
Anyway, aye, aye, they're, they're inconsistent. I don't think they've been that great. And I said, hang on a minute, Celtic have done this for seasons after seasons after seasons. And we've said, this is what wins you championships. It's keeping going. It's having that belief that you can still win the game when it's 89 minutes in. I said, so, you know, when it's Rangers, it, it's nothing. When it's Celtic, it's a great plan and part of a master plan. Is that what you're telling? No, no, no. But, you know, Celtic, uh, you know, they're, they're like, it's 2-2 or something. Rangers are winning these one nothing. I said, but if Celtic scored in the last minute, it's one goal scored in the last minute that's won them the game in the same way that it is with Rangers. And the reason I'm recapping all of this is because I genuinely believe that Rangers are a potentially a bigger threat to Celtic this season if they can continue to do that, even if it means winning ugly, because it was a capability they didn't have last season. They gave games away in certain fixtures last season and they've already come up against a couple of those games so far this season and they've come through them. Yeah, I've got to agree and uh, having seen most of their games and certainly over the last maybe six weeks, no missed a game, um, that they are getting that uh, strength about them where there is more to come. You know, I speak to somebody today and, you know, they're saying, "How? what do you think? I says, I think he'll be happy that he's getting results. I says, I think he'll be unhappy in some of the performances of some of the players and, and loads. I think there's loads more still to come from individual players uh, to really, you know, show their authority throughout the match. The, the, the I, think you've t- I think you've touched on it before. I think some players have got to start believing the Rangers players. Yeah, yeah, but that takes time, and and it does. Sometimes it's. But here's the thing: if you're not dropping points, you while you're doing it, then that's a bonus. Yeah, there is, uh, but they've they lost the most important game of the season. We all know that. I don't need to emphasise how big a game that was, and. There, there has been, for me, amongst people that I speak to in the game and people I see at games and what have you, still a bit of a, you know, a, 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 I wouldn't say a, a Apprehension? Hangover. I just, there's still something lingering there that we lost convincingly to Celtic. Mm-hmm. On, on that particular day, Rangers didn't play. Celtic did. We did to them the same last November, December time, November it was. So, you know, they get their own back and that's still hurting kind of me. And I'm, I'm then saying, are we strong enough to go and beat them on their own patch? And right now, the way we're playing, I don't think we are. I think we need to up the ante come the next old firm game. I, and think, that's it, what it's I think it's also towards. fair to say that, that their squad and the new players that they've brought in have settled in better, better. to Celtic yeah. than the Rangers players that have come into Ibrox have. You know, Alhamid, I think, is a good player. Julian's obviously starting Getting to better. get better and yeah. better. Yeah. Ball and goalie, I still think there is a mistake in, but I like the boy. Yeah. I like him going forward. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he's got a, a lot about him. But he's defensively still suspect. And Bio as well is now coming through. Yeah, and, and 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 I think Bio again, he's going to be a strange one for me. He he could end up as a kind of Morellis character if he's not careful. He's all arms and legs, mm-hmm. and I think he can get himself in trouble. Trail of destruction. Yeah, I think the boy. Uh, I think the boy uh, Bauer is a, a decent player, the right back. Yeah, there was question marks that they went no, to stop. I, I think he's. I think he's a decent player. Yeah. I think he is a decent player. There's no getting away what, from what that. What I've got to say is he's played at a good level. A good level down south can can comfortably come up and play in the Scottish Premier League, mm. and he's got good. You know, he's got good feet. He's quick. He's fat. You know, and he must have ability somewhere to have played at the level he's played at. And then 
obviously Lennon said a nod and a wink at him to get him up the road to, to fill that, that berth if need be so he, he's a decent signing out of one that we all kind of had a question mark on. I think I think what Neil Lennon's got is what we hoped Stephen uh, Gerrard had and I think he has got it but I think it's still because of injuries a wee bit lacking and that is that Neil Lennon's got a great deal of competition for places and you can see what that with the way the attitude has changed within Cham. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a guy that you thought was out the door uh, during the closed season. He's stayed. He's, he's When he's come on, when he started, he's been very, very good. A different player completely. And I think the boys woken up to the fact that I'm going nowhere unless I can show how good I am. And there's only one way to do that and that's to get in this team. We want a words between maybe the manager uh, at Livingston and, and Stevie Gerrard at the moment on the the Joe Aribo horror head injury uh, resulting. Uh, so he's saying that the headlines in the Sun was red card in any other country in the world, any other country in the world, Gerrard. So why not Scotland? What did uh, Charlie Richmond say about the challenge? Charlie said it was a red card. He said although he didn't, there was no motion. He said he most definitely led with his elbow. Yeah. He said, and for me, it's, I'm quoting Charlie now, for me it's a red card every day of the week. He said, I don't think there's any argument. I can see where people might be thinking there's a wee bit of leeway there. He said, but although there's no motion to hit a rebo, he said he <coughs> clearly leads with the arm in front of him and the elbow out, he said. So, for him, it's a red card. Manager came into the press room Wednesday night. Uh, Bob was in there, obviously, uh, with his questions at the ready, and he did very well again, I've got to say. Uh, but the manager came up, and uh, he, he kind of worded it word perfect. The way he had said that, listen, Ricky Lamy wasn't out particularly to get Joe Aribo. It was a spur-in-the-moment thing. I don't think he's that type of player with Stephen Gerrard's quotes. Yes, he said that two or there. three times. You know, he's, he, he is his class, the manager. There's no doubt about that. And I think he'll be honest if he needs to be. Um, on the flip side of that, um, the other side of the page is saying Gary Holt and Sis Livingston won't change no matter what rival bosses think of them. Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard was cri- critical of the challenge. Uh, but obviously Holt, he says, listen, he says, I thought on Wednesday it was a very, very tight game between two teams. What has happened in the middle of the park obviously kind of highlights the way we go about our businesses, but we're actually, we're a, we don't get a lot of credit for probably, we, we should do, and we've said that. that Livingston, Second half Livy were excellent. Livingston, listen, I, I was at the game two weeks before at Ibrox, and, and Livy went one up, Rangers got one back, and the centre-back at Livingston uh, missed a, a header for six yards out. Listen, I had my doubts whether Rangers could have come back for that because Rangers weren't playing well that day, Bill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, I think, might have been the turning point for Rangers. They got their sell back into it. The big centre-forward for Livingston, he's got a move on him all day long. Uh, the big boy, Lydon. A brilliant Lyndon Dykes. Lyndon Dykes, I should say. Um, he has got definitely ability. He was in the press room and all. Big lad, big burly striker. Good touch. Comes off his centre-back, swivels away, brings in people. He's a player, no doubt about it. So they are, much, they are a much better football team Fair, uh, fair. Uh, Gary Holt has got the reins. Do you know he didn't start playing football till he was fifteen? Is that well? I don't know what he was. Lyndon doing Dykes. I don't know what he was doing before that. Didn't play football until he was fifteen. That's when he, he started is, to play. He is better than 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 your normal centre forward that plays in 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 the Premier League. He is better. No disrespect to Livingston Football Club. The way he's playing right now, he could play up front. I think with anybody in the Premier League, all for him included. I think he's top notch. He's young enough. He's hungry. He can lay his foot in, he's got a wee edge to him, he's good in the air, he knows where the goals are. Mm. He'll be the next move, I think, and hopefully we keep him up here. 
Hopefully we keep him up here. Don't see Aberdeen looking at it because of the Cosgrove, the Ferguson, the main thing. But the likes of Hearts, them, him playing up there with Piezu or Hibs looking at playing with him with Camberry, stuff like that. Dundee well, you see, United, I, I think you know. I think he'd be better with Hibs because I don't think Camberry's an out and out striker. Well, that's right. Uh, I and I think play, him playing the number ten position, Camberry, with the layoffs to Dykes, I think that could be a, a or or vice versa. Even yeah, they, I think that could be a good combination. I really do. They gave us a game Rangers early doors with a goal from Kamara deflection. Um, and they just they, they get through the game. They get through the game. They've went one on a pitch that they're no comfortable way. I don't buy into it that you know professional players don't like it. It's it's a flat enough can you know park and and what have you way ahead of the old days of Astro to uh, to I think show what you're made on here. Rangers showed a grit. They hung in. They got the result. What mm. are words between the managers? I think probably the press make more of it than than uh, Stevie Gerrard and Gary Holt. Listen, but let's just let's just listen to what they said about the Lamy situation. Only the line, only the line where he said he thought Rangers got away with one. I just thought maybe that wasn't the right line. But look, Gary Holt's entitled to say whatever he wants to say. Um, but I think when the referee watches that back, I think he'd be disappointed that he hasn't dealt with that in a better way. Um, and look, I, I'm one who's up for competing and being tough and being fair. Um, and at times I got things wrong on, on a football pitch. I'm not sitting here uh, as an angel in, in, in that way at all. But across the board, I think when it comes down to head injuries like that, or that severity, we need to protect all the players in the league across the board. Because that incident in any other league in the world, any other league in the world, that's a red card. But I'm not accusing Lammy of anything that it was meant, but that was a red card. No, that's him talking about Gary Holt's comments mm-hmm. uh, and about uh, the Lammy incident. Let's just go back to what he said about when you know he was asked about Jurgen Klopp's comments about him being a, a future Liverpool manager. Yes, surprised, flattered at the same time. Um, but when you read the quote really carefully, like I have, <laughs> it said, if I get sacked tomorrow, uh, he thinks Stephen Gerrard should be the next Liverpool manager. Jürgen Klopp's not getting sacked, sacked tomorrow. I don't want him to get sacked tomorrow. He's doing a fantastic job. I'm a Liverpool fan. And I'm sure every Liverpool fan on the planet endorses what I'm saying here. We want him to stay for many, many years and bring as much success to our club as possible. Um, but yeah, it was very flattering at the same time. Stephen Gerrard says he's in no hurry to get out of Ibrox as well. I think so. that's the way he worded that there as well. And I think obviously the, the you know the the papers you know the the, the, the you know the, the fantasy. It's, it it's all, a headline, of course it is, hundred percent. And uh, it'll take him years to, to to get Rangers right. There's no years. This is not going to be done. Well, you know, and, if and, you remember, we had. Uh, Craig Houston in with us when all the furore mm-hmm. was happening at Rangers and I said look it's going to take Rangers five years to rebuild mm-hmm. and we're in that kind of fifth year yeah, period now, now yeah. and Rangers still have a way to go mm-hmm. now have. they're getting to where they need to go I still think Stephen Gerrard's the man to take them there I think Gary McAllister's the right boy there to have him with him Michael Beale all of these people I think they're all the right people um, and I think the club are supporting them to the best of their ability mm-hmm. um, bearing in mind certain financial constraints 
Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt about it. There is still a distance to go, and there is still space between Celtic and Rangers at this point. Yeah. Um, moving on uh, to, to to the capital, there's a headline today as well in the Daily Record that, that Southampton have now joined Manchester City on a trail of Hearts derby hero Aaron Hickey. Since I've had the 17-year-old watched. Uh, regular director of football Ross Wilson has had a number of reports on the talented left back who I've got to say is no doing himself any harm at all scoring <laughs> last minute winners the way he did I know there was a knock on the ball a deflection into the top corner but this boy is certainly uh, looks to do he had good. another bash and another close one the other night yeah. very similar listen I got pelters the other night when I said that it's strange that Hearts are giving him a contract extension I want to talk to him about a new contract after he scores a goal and Jambos were on rightly so saying he's been playing great all season he's been a shining light in that team blah 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 but I still stick to the point and why didn't Hearts start talking to him before then mm-hmm. uh, and not wait till he pulled his manager's bahookie out of the fire mm-hmm. yeah well that's Craig's department, he knows what he's got there uh, with the ability of the young boy. He's been there long enough and should have known that. And that should have been certainly tied up. But, you know, again, I was talking to people today about players who have kind of moved round about in Scotland. And I don't think his recruitment, Craig's recruitment, was as good in the summer. Mm. Certainly the boy Halkett for me and maybe in, in, in Glen Whelan. I think round about that, that's for me where it kind of stops, where there was players like yeah. you know, Declan Gallagher, I think, would have been a, a great addition to the Hearts squad. you know, And, and how he didn't go for Shanklin. I'm pretty sure that Shanklin would have wanted to go to the Hearts before he went to Dundee United. Players like that. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think the the the, uh, the recruitment in Craig's part was strong, but I think it's great to see, we're, we're again, another left back, you know, Robertson and Tierney and now the boy Hickey. So, you know, we've got a line of left backs. Can we not- Just going through the quarterfinals, Shug, uh, you know, Rangers and Celtic, you expected to go through. Celtic went through comfortably. They were playing Thistle. Thistle are second bottom of the the championship at the minute. They've got a new manager coming in. There's still upheaval there because there's bid and counter bid to take the club over. Uh, So you've got a situation where you expected Celtic to possibly steamroll a Thistle and they did comfortably. Rangers... You know, going to Tony Macaroni particularly, it's not an easy fixture. Hibs, Hearts, Rangers, Celtic all found that out last season. I think, and I said to you before, I think um, Livingston are a better footballing team this season than they were last season. 100%. So Rangers managed the game well and came through it, but they did scrape through it in, in, in ways, although there were opportunities that Rangers had yes. that could have put them out of sight as well. Yeah. So let's let's be you know kind of sensible about it. Right. Rangers probably were the better team on the night and deserved to go through, but they made hard work of it. Mm-hmm. Tell me your thoughts on Hibs Kelly. Uh, Hibs coming out of that one after going down in the local derby and Kelly's supposed to be kind of on a bit of a revival and Hearts Aberdeen, Hearts tails up after that game against Hibs but you would still have thought that Aberdeen had enough to take them out. Well at 2-1 with two minutes to go, sorry two minutes in the injury time, Hearts get themselves a lifeline and I was happy you know, that Hearts you know, got themselves through the tie. I think you know, you know that's what four days. And, you know what a difference four days. Yeah. Made <laughs> to the big fella back of the page. He was all smiles and what have you. And he'd the shoot out and um, you know it's great to see. But you know they say a week's a long time in football. There's four days. You know <laughs> Sunday, Sunday to Wednesday, and it was an incredible turnaround. And that's for Hearts a couple of scalps, Bill. That's big scalps. Mm-hmm. You know yep. Hibs and uh, Hibs and Aberdeen, who are obviously uh, big clubs to beat, and. Uh, 
I was happy for him. Uh, one of my old clubs, Kilmarnock, I fancied him strongly actually to beat Hibs on the back of what's been floating about the media regarding Higginbottom's situation and uh, position as a manager. Uh, Kelly had won the last couple of games, good results, started to turn the corner a wee bit. And before you know it, um, you know, it's, they're out of the cup and, and, and disappointed. But again, great result for Higginbottom, buys him a wee bit of time, lets him get organised. And uh, and look forward to to the weekend's matches and uh, who's the hippies got? I've got the, the thing with obviously the entertain Celtic at half twelve tomorrow, so that that'll be a cracking game. Hibs always give Celtic a game, um, you know, so that they'll go into it a wee bit more confident in their back through uh, the road the other night there and into the semi final uh, of the cup. And you know, it's 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 strange how in England we've seen some absolute shockers, didn't we? We've seen Oxford absolutely annihilate West Ham four 0 Yeah. You know, uh, Crawley, uh, they beat Stoke. To be fair, though, Tottenham, Cra- Crawley have got an FA Cup record. Yeah, I know they have, but Tottenham losing at Colchester. So the difference here is none of your managers take the chance because they want to get to that final in November because they want to be. They want a great start. Yeah. Can't believe the managers in England that do that, you know. Incredible. It's strange because remember, Alec Ferguson and what was it, Arsene Wenger? Aye. They used to do it. More Wenger. But yeah, but. As, Why would you, Bill? But here's the strange thing, if you recall, as time went on and Arsenal weren't winning anything, Wenger was putting stronger, stronger and stronger, stronger teams yeah, out. But even the Arsenal team, and I've got to say, a big part in the back to young Kieran Tierney, made his debut, 5-0, came off after 76 minutes, they're standing ovation, can't do any more, seemingly he's bombing up the line, fitness looked good and they replaced him. Played in, oh, I think Mesut Ozil was in front of him. That's not a bad, uh, <laughs> you know, baptism of fire, isn't it? Yeah. Mesut, there you are, go and do what you want to do with uh, So that's great to see, but some horrendous results. But again, Gerard, no chances. Lennon, no chances. And the rest of the managers all followed suit. Yeah, that, yeah, but but you've got teams. to you've got to do that. You've got to you do have. that. You can't you can't take anything for granted. Um, and especially Rangers going back to that going through the M8 after having such a real hard game prior to that in the league game across the road. So that had been on the back of their mind. There's still more to come for Rangers. We'll cover the Rangers thing later on, of course. But there's you know, going still back more to, to going back to the Hickey thing, when you think about it, uh-huh. the fact that the lad has has attracted so much attention, and especially after the Hibs game, uh-huh. which is natural after scoring a goal like that. But you know, he was playing at left back for most of that game, and right back's his natural position. Well, uh, so he's caught the eye playing out of position. That shows you how much potential this boy's got. Yeah. Because see, when he's playing in his natural berth, he'll be better again. He looks a type um, that's come through the ranks. He, he looks a t- wholehearted boy, you know, and it kind of reminds me a wee bit of when, when Lockie broke into the Hearts team. You know that way, one of their own, you know, loves the Hearts, wants to play there. And, and and as a fullback, obviously Lockie played there as well. So that type of rugged type, I know he's no maybe got the physique of eh, eh, Gary Lockie. He's young yet, he's only 17. Yeah, I know, but Lockie came in and was stocky when he even made his debut, you know. And uh, But, you know, that type, and the Hearts fans love to see, the, you know, some of their own kids coming through. Yeah. We thought that we were going to unearth a few over the last well, few years. Like it, it but of course, like two it. of them have now gone to Dunfermline. Well, that's right. That was a strange one. Anyway, I don't know the manager, but... Young Hickey um, has suddenly, you know, well done. He, you know, he's worked hard. He's went through the the youth programme. He's stuck out. The manager's fancied him. He's put him in. He's in the squad. He's in the team. 
and uh, probably the next one will be international honours, you know, even at that age. Mm-hmm. 18s, why no 21s? If you're good enough, get him in when he's playing well for Well, his there's club. already talk about, and you mentioned the bell earlier on, there's talk about Declan Gallagher being called up to the Scotland squad. Well, that is that is probably uh, been waiting to happen because that big guy has got everything. I watched him again last Saturday, and I think he's a top player. I think he's a top player. And uh, great to see him getting in, maybe Finlay getting his chance. Yeah. When we look at that, they're a bad uh, back partnership. Finlay and Declan Gallagher are sitting together. But again, the manager, uh, Stevie Clark, will decide what to do. Mm. But great to see, you know, and Motherwell player getting in the, the Scotland squad. You know? Hickey, Hickey, by the Why way, has just been announced in the uh, the under 19 squad yeah, for Scotland. 19, so, really you know, it. Only I didn't know it was the far away then. But far away. I says he'll not be far away. Oh no, away. no, not. Yeah, look, you know, I'm still a great believer. If he shines there, I, I think we should start to be looking at young players. And we were talking about how we've got to have a plan moving forward. And the one thing I'm going to say about Gordon Strachan that I liked particularly, even when things weren't going particularly well, he was bringing young players in and letting them just be in and around the squad, mm-hmm. just so that they got a feel the for player. it and started to know what international football is like. A brilliant idea, and 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 there was players that were always. I think. Craig Brown was a lover of that as well bringing, yeah. bringing players in just to be there nothing better to be part of the squad you feel part of the squad then and and, and you know you know what you're aiming for you know you give you a wee, a wee just dangling of the carrot in front of you and go listen I want to fancy a bit of that and you know, you, you raise the bar a wee bit, so I think it's a good idea. No, I think you're absolutely right. What about O'Donnell at, at right back? Because he plays well for Kelly. But uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. But they 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 play a certain way of football at international level. He seems to be inhibited, seems to get exposed. He's disappointed. Steve Clark hasn't been able to, and knowing the boy, get the best out of him as he did at Kelly. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Strange. It'll be Stevie Clark was scratching his head and go, just listen, he's a club form. Just give me what you're doing now. Give, give, you know, give me what you gave for me all last season and you're in the team because he, he, he's kind of... He'll be hanging on to number two years of Scotland because there's no another, another there's nobody breathing down. No, his there's neck. not. You know, the, the Declan Gallagher has play is playing more of a wing back for Motherwell. Watched them last week, not an out and out right back. The boy Grimshaw's kinda so he's playing, you know, right of a three yeah, for Motherwell, yeah. where Grimshaw's doing the shift on the night for Malone. He, he did great and I've got to say. I, I think he's a, a great player, Grimshaw. Grimshaw. Oh yeah. honestly, I, I sat with you and, and uh, a, a fella I met at the game who chatted away. And, uh, you know, we were well impressed with him, sure. He was up and doing that line, he was great. Uh, but we, we do need that. We need somebody to put a wee bit of pressure. And there's nobody jumping out at me in the league's anywhere no, there's not. to put a bit of pressure on O'Donnell. And that's why I like O'Donnell. I think if you just start showing that wee bit of form at international level, you know, for Alan Hutton, we've struggled there, strangely enough. You know, and uh, again, it'll be the old debate can we get one of the. The two quality left backs can we make one of them into a right back? But that's another debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another not debate. one I want to get involved well, in. There you go. To be honest with you, because I, I I just I don't like it. Yeah, I, I understand it, but I don't like it. Um, well, again, and, and we've we've got experience in history of it with Danny McGrain, of course, and things like that. So, you know, it's 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 a strange one. Again, the back of the page today, they're, they're talking about Billy Gilmer maybe being announced in the next Scotland squad. Um, Billy is big time we should cap him now and build team around him for years to come says Barry Ferguson um, Barry goes on to say there's just something about special about Billy Gilmer something very different I started hearing those noises about four or five years ago he's watched them live a couple of times recently he's playing absolutely out of his skin obviously Lampard fancies him 
and uh, he reckons as well you'll not be that far away for well, I, I'm thoughts. a great, I'm a great believer now in bringing in the youngsters. You know, if they're good enough, bring them in. Even if you don't play them in the big games, get them in amongst the squad and get them familiar with what being an international footballer feels like. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a good idea. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Uh, and I think the young boy Hickey getting called up is good as well. Um, Fabregas and Lampard both raved about uh, Billy Gilmer with his debut midweek. And of course, uh, you know, how old is he now? What, 17 again or Seven, something like that? 17. But again, there's a picture in the paper and you know, how much he's, he's filled out. That's a couple of years ago he probably went down there, didn't he? Maybe, maybe not even as long as that. So, you know, he's hit the ground running. They've looked after him. They've, he's 18. 18. Uh, Billy Gilmer. Uh, he's had a bumper new contract as well. So. Um, it will be a couple of years because he was 16 when he went down, didn't he? Yeah, uh, that's right. And I think, obviously, the word in the street that he get he get well looked after as well when when he went down. So mm-hmm. there's loads in the papers. There's loads. Of, I don't know if you see that. I'm not quickly diverse a wee bit about the the two uh, Derby County players. Did you see that as well? No. The, uh, Derby you know Co- I don't read papers. Well, this is this is just give us your thoughts on this. Derby boss Philip Koku uh, says there will be huge uh, consequences after a car crash which left two of his players on a drink-driving charge and his centre-back, Richard Keel, with a career-threatening knee injury sitting in the back of the car after a get-together, let's build a bond types a bonding session, which went badly wrong. Tom Lawrence, 25, and Mason Bennett, 23, will both appear in court, charged with drink-driving, a Range Rover and a Mercedes on an A6 in Derbyshire. And the, right, and the centre-back, Keel, has got a, th- a career-threatening injury, so... The boy, but what, 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 what would your consequences be? What, what, what would, would you do if I was the manager? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a thin line there because it's no breach of contract. It's no breach of contract. No, but it's bringing the club into disrepute. Still no breach of contract. Well, though, that right? depends on what the contract says. Well, I don't, and I, sometimes there are clauses about and, bringing the club into disrepute. Well, the boy Philip Cuckoo has a Koku, I should say, is not having a great time on the back of Lampard. They're a big club. Wayne Rooney arrives in January. They reckon already they might cut his stay short in America to get him back right away now to get him in the player manager's job. Then there'll be plenty of nights out. With old Rooney. <clears throat> right, we're going out. That's that. So that didn't work out. Two players done. And they've, they've said the two cars. So the two of them must have been driving. They've been carrying on, Bill. No, oh, they've been racing. They've been racing. They've been racing. Smashed. But how's how's the boy how's the boy with an knee going to feel if one of them's killed his career? Well, there you have it. And at thirty three, uh, big boy Keogh, international Republican centre back, has been playing for a long time. A lot of caps. And here, here's the thing for you, and I'll tell you this now: see if you're done for drink driving, try and get your insurance company to pay anything. Well, there you go. They so won't. You've won't. broken the law. Well, that's right. And you've got a conviction. Well. Uh, Disney doesn't work for you, does it? No. So a team bonding session turned into uh, well, they probably the well, well, two of them ended up in the same cell, probably, and the other one was in the hospital bed. So terrible. It didn't work out particularly well. But if it was for me, it would be the severest consequences yeah. from the club because most clubs do have have clauses in contracts, contracts. now for players mm. about bringing the club into disrepute. Luckily enough, nobody you know was seriously injured. Well, if the boy loses career, you you can't get much serious. Uh, well. More, yeah, more serious a, 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 a than that for, boy, for a footballer. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, if I had been, you know, I, I had been Richard uh, Keogh sitting in the back, I, I, I don't think I'd have got in the car. I don't think I'd have got in the car. The nightmare. <laughs> Crazy. Nightmare story. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Paul Hegarty will be with us and we'll talk more football. 
Have you picked up the Feel the Heat brochure from your local plum base? Get one today and take advantage of great offers, including Polypipe's Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket at £99.99. That's a 15% saving on purchasing individual pieces, and it's exclusive to plum base. The Polypipe Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket is just part of the Polypipe range available in the plum base Feel the Heat brochure. Shop online now at plumbase.co.uk or grab one from your local branch. At Motorpoint, we put the super into car supermarket. We're here to save the day with a choice of over 7,000 low mileage, nearly new cars. Find your next car in a flash with our lightning fast service and same day drive away. Plus, with Motorpoint's price pledge, if you find the same car for less, we'll match the price and give you a £50 Amazon voucher. Visit Motorpoint Glasgow today, just two minutes from Junction 3 of the M74. T's and C's apply. See website for details. The list of things you need to do gets longer at this time of year, whether that's for the house or in your business. So take one thing off your list right now. Your septic tank could need emptied. Let Grant Henderson Tankers empty your septic tank in the home or work, farm, factory or workshop at very competitive rates. We are septic tank specialists, experienced, safe and dedicated to environmental safety with our own licensed disposal site. Find out more at wemovesh.it or call 01698 284 987. Grant Henderson Tankers, let the experts manage your waste. If you were persuaded by Lloyd's or the Halifax or any other bank to move your savings into a Stocks and Shares ISA or Unit Trust, which then ended up losing money, it's time to contact Goodwin Barrett. Text GOOD to 6677. Goodwin Barrett have already helped thousands of customers recover millions of pounds. Text GOOD to 6677 now. You don't need a claims management company to make a complaint, and if unsuccessful, you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman. Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Hegarty on Rock Sport Radio. OK, now the serious business starts because Heggs joins us. How are you, Heggs? I'm fine, Bill. Yourself? Well, I'm good because I was talking to your neighbour the other night. Who's that? Andy Goldie. Well, the, the, the young, uh, uh, yeah, I was told that, but does he live near me, does he? Apparently he lives near you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I have spoken to him a couple of times just because he was dropping his children off and I was dropping off my, my, my grandchildren. But, um, that's that's what he told well, me. But, uh, apparently he's doing very well. That's what he told me. He told me that he sees you on the school run sometimes and he, he thought he might see you the day after Did you know see he, he was on it? the show. Did you know see his and his and his he said to me, he said, can you ask Heggs if there's any truth in the fact that he nearly went to Spurs? <laughs> I tell you what, that's taking you 90 seconds to see. Compared to 87 and a half. But did Andy know... Well, did, yeah. did Andy uh, know... Obviously, Hugh Burns has got nothing to do with it. <laughs> listen, I, I, listen I, I am saying nothing, but Andy was, he was convinced... When they stopped at the uh, the crossing there, the, the, the lollipop man had a striking striking resemblance of a Mr. <laughs> Paul Hegarty. <laughs> you, says, you have is older than the lollipop man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, it's not a bad wee number now, the <laughs> lollipop man. I was talking to a lollipop man the other day there. They get well looked after. Crossing patrol. Yes. Crossing I, patrol. Well, I could see myself in, in that line of work in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, 
<laughs> well, right, right, beat it, get across, quick, while there's nothing coming. Hurry up! You can, you can just hear them, can't you? Hurry up, get across! <laughs> no, I'm telling you, they get looked after. Uh, and they get paid every week during holidays and all that. Oh, you know no. Did you know that? See all the wee boxes they get at Christmas as well? No, they can't take that. Can they not? No, they can't Why? take that. No, they can't take any prezzies and all that. How? Because it's against the, 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 the local authority rules. That's they terrible. Can't take any. That's a disgrace. Um... Can you imagine the amount of chocolate? Our neighbour in the old house before we downsized across the road was a crossing patrol person. She did that. Mm. I think it's good what they do. I think she did it for the company, to be honest with you. She taught a glass eye to sleep. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you are. So how are you? What have you been up to, big man? What's happening there? Uh, well, have you been at St Andrews? Have you went and watched the Dunhill in at all? No, no but I was playing Glen Eagles on Monday here. Oh, for two? Right? You've been joining the seniors so, too, big man. I was one week in Glen Eagles the next week, and uh, I was playing with uh, uh, Hamish McAlpine, uh, David Eary Moore, a small person myself, so it was good. That's unbelievable, you're doing well. You never play for years and then suddenly you're out and about and playing all, in all these tournaments. You, you, you're right, it's like two bushes coming at once. I you know. know it's, uh, it's really unusual for me, but uh, no, nothing no, nothing next week at the moment. I've always said Are that. you sure you're not a bandit? Wait, are you off eggs? <laughs> What's your handicap? Nah, I've not. I've not got a handi- handicap. Aye, that's what they all say. That's it. No, I've no, not got a handicap, and then they lift the they lift the prize. I've always wanted to go to the Dunhill, Paul. Hegs, I've always wanted to go to the the, the Dunhill. You can, you know, you can. I've it's, been. It's nice, you are, it's, uh, get close to the stars and all that. Like, the first couple of days, you excite the players because the crowds are not that good, and then obviously right. the, the final day is um, it's, it's an Andrews. Andrews, but it's excellent. But yeah. I'm not going this week. I'm only. I'm only. Oh, five minutes. Five minutes in the car to Canusti, so you know just a longer road. But I've been it two or three times, and uh, yeah, do thinking else, sometimes you better just watch it on the television, Aye. especially after the day because it's been a bit, bit miserable up here. Aye, well, it's, it's been just... miserable most places, I think, Paul. I get out in the bike for yeah. an hour. But I went dry. to see it before it was a Dunhill Lynx Championship. Remember when it was just a Dunhill Championship and they used to play at yeah. Woburn Abbey. Yeah, yes. remember I went every year when it was at Woburn because I was working down in that neck of the who, week. Who, I bet you don't know who the pro at Woburn is. Um, but do, 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 I'm trying to think who it was when I was there. Because I used to be. Do you remember a group called the Baron Knights? <laughs> no, seriously. Do you remember the Baron Knights? Aye, I, do, I used to play. One of my best pals at the time uh, used to play at Woburn with him because he was a member. Was Pete Langford who was mm-hmm. in the Baron Knights? What was their songs? What did they? Oh, say? they parodied everything. Right. You know every 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 song that was made, they made a spoof of it. And we we Pete and I used to play Woburn together. Wow. Um, and that's when and we used to go together and see the the, the Dunhill Championship, yeah. and that was before it was the Dunhill Lynx Championship. Who who is this pro now? At I, Dun- think at, Poul- uh, I think Poulter's the the pro. Woburn. Yeah, yeah. Great course. Aye, Lovely that. course. I've heard that. Really. I is. need to get my sticks out. Uh, I need to get my shoulders better now, Hegs. So I'm going to have a good. So- I'm going to have a good winter on the range. I love right. What was the diagnosis with uh, Hugh? What happened? Well, I, I, I've just his been, wallet was too heavy I've, for him. I've, he kept picking it up and it kept straining his shoulder. I've just been carrying. <laughs> I've been carrying bowel uh, too long <laughs> in this job and. Uh, <laughs> Eventually, that was the diagnosis for the doctor. He says, you need to get rid of the big man. <laughs> no, it was just, I don't know what it was. It, it was terrible. Frozen shoulder. I wouldn't wish it in my worst enemy. It was horrendous. And uh, it's just suddenly get better. So I'm going to stick out in the winter, work down at uh, the Merns, uh, Merns Academy Golf Range, where Alistair Forsyth, the ex-pro, 
He's the head oh, resident yeah. teaching pro in there, so I'm going to go back and work hard for my game for the new year and be ready to go. Maybe go and uh, have a few weeks in Tenerife over the new year and, and on the range and hit some balls and what have you. I figured a lot of it up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 167 million, I've got to say. So then, is that what it is tonight? Are yeah. the Euro millions? Hegs. Damn, I'm going to be too late. 167 Higgs. I don't do... I, actually, I was talking about this. I was talking about this to somebody on social media today because I've, I've been doing a coupon for God knows how long, teams to score and... I've never won a penny. Never won. I couldn't pick my nose, to be honest. So I said, right, tomorrow I'm going to put it on social media and everybody can give me their, their fancies. A team, mate. And I'll do it. And I'll do it. But one boy said, I do the lottery every week and I've never won a thing. I actually won $33 million on the Canadian lottery. A boy phoned me up and told me about it. And they wanted £125 to process the paperwork so I said take it out my winnings so I need to chase them up because it was 23 years ago and I still haven't got them <laughs> really? I, he said to me you, you have to give us £125 British pounds aye, for aye, us to aye. process it I and I, says, I, said, I said well wait a minute I said you've just told me I'm a multi-millionaire I said take it out my winnings if you've yeah. got a fax number because it was a fax at the time I said if you've got a fax number tell me I'll fax your authority to deduct it from my winnings Click went the phone. <laughs> Scansville. Scansville. Click went the phone. What a great feeling that must be. And then, of course, a lot of them, when they're talking about getting back into the game, the boy Weir's talking about getting back in it. Aye, week. well, that's. Uh, uh, that could be on do the you know, there's a, I've been told there's a possibility of another bid, so there could be three in the melting pot there. Yeah, 160 odd million he won, that big fella. Uh, somebody told me the other day what he was doing as well. What was it? Somebody says his job was. Oh, God, I can't remember. It was very, just a, I, I don't mean a running a mill joy. He's just a working class guy, and a wee chap at the door. You've won 160 odd million pounds. Mm. The, the weird bid, apparently, because it was the the AGM was it last night? You and it, the thistle the AGM. The weird bid's up in the air because uh, apparently the the club wasn't running profitably when uh, his people were in there previously. And I'm really? quoting from someone who was at the AGM, mm -hmm. so uh, I'm just kind of telling you where it was. So I don't think there's a lot of a keenness at the moment. But you don't know. You don't know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Higgs, we were talking about the quarterfinals of the uh, of the Betfred, which we had on Wednesday. Just uh, give us your thoughts, first of all, on uh, Kelly Hibbs. Was that a result you saw coming? The way Hibs have been playing, Bill, uh, and the way Kilmarnock have been playing, you would have thought Kilmarnock would have snatched it because obviously uh, the, they were the home team. But I suppose it was a, a, a really good result, and more importantly, you know, to get through to the semi-final for Hibs. So um, it was a, I'm not saying it was a shock, but it was going to be a tight encounter anyway, and obviously it was because it went to uh, to uh, penalties. So. I, I I was I, I was thinking I probably thought I would come out with a win through because of the home tie and obviously the way Hibs have been playing but it's a it's a godsend for a result for uh, Paul Higginbottom uh, uh, Bill. What about the what about up there in, in your neck of the woods? Obviously further up the road. What's been said on the the telly this week about Aberdeen going out to Hearts? Well, the way Hearts have had a sort of horrendous. Month, you know, and obviously prior to last week against uh, Hibs getting that result was a, a massive boost and bonus for everyone concerned, the hearts, and then obviously they've brought it on even further. And
in uh, Aberdeen and, uh, and uh, penalties again. Aberdeen are obviously upset. I think Derek McInnes is upset because obviously he's not got uh, the full squad of players he's wanting, but it's happened to every club uh, at present, and by all accounts, Wilson and McLennan, Connor McLennan of Aberdeen, they're out tomorrow, so there's another two added to his injury list for tomorrow. Uh, but um, I, I'm disappointed not getting into the semi-final because, you know, uh, Derek McInnes is uh, desperate to win, obviously, win another trophy, and the League Cup is uh, the first trophy on the, uh, on the agenda, and it's not going to happen this year. Paul, potentially the only, the only you know, thing that they could win would be the Scottish Cup. If, if Aberdeen didn't win the Scottish Cup this season and ended up third or fourth, uh, in the league, and that's not to say they couldn't go second or even win the league. You know, anybody <laughs> could do that. Let's be fair. Um, but let's just say they finished up third or fourth. What are you doing with their glasses, I'm man? My specs on through my cans. Well, that's you... it. I'm on the... <laughs> so uh, if they didn't win, if they if they don't win the Scottish Cup, they don't you know go any further than third or fourth in the league. They haven't had a great uh, European campaign this season. Um, what do you think the, the, the feeling will be of the fans? I know there's the new facilities coming up, but will people start to say, has Derek McInnes taken the club as far as he can take them? Or will Derek McInnes start to wonder whether he's taken the club as far as he can take them? I know he's got an excellent, I mean, a really, really good rapport and relationship with Stuart Milne. But surely he doesn't want to be in a place where he's not getting, you know, he's not getting tested. You know, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Uh, good question, Bill. I don't think he's any under any pressure whatsoever in regards to, you know, if, uh, if they don't win uh, a bit of silverware this year, which is obviously the Scottish Cup, and uh, um, if they finish third or fourth in, in the league. Uh, his track record up until the last couple of years in the league has been very good. Um, because the last team to win out with the old firm, as I've said many times, is Aberdeen in 86. So it's probably going to happen for a good number of years anyway. It's certainly not going to happen this year unless uh, Celtic and Rangers have a, a real bad spell. But um, I don't think he's under any pressure, Bill. Um, I think the fans, obviously, some of the fans are not happy, but you'll get that anyway, because we'll speak about, like say, obviously, Hearts and uh, Hibs uh, greater length, uh, Paul Higginbottom and Craig Levine, and it just shows you what could happen in a week. You've seen what's happened to, to Hearts with Craig Levine. You know, they're two wins out of two, and um, I'm not saying all rosy, but, you know, it looking better while other people were calling for his head. But I think Derek McInnes is... Um, his job is safe. There's, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Just what you had said, you know, does Derek McInnes want to uh, be doing what he's doing? Because he has got a, a good track record and obviously he's got a good pedigree. And as everyone knows on this show and every other show, um, your stock can fall quite dramatically in, in, in sport in general, and more so football, Bill and Hugh. But um, I don't think he's under the pressure and he's, he's got a good rapport with the chairman, which is most important. So I, I don't think I can see any uh, anything happening there. I know he's he's been he's well thought of his old club in England, West Brom. So, you know, he, he always... When the West Brom, Brom comes up for, for grabs, the job comes up for grabs, Bill, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's always tilted. But I'm sure he probably would like to go down in uh, England again because obviously he had a, a difficult time in Bristol. But um, I don't think he's under any pressure whatsoever. It's just a case of having a strong chairman and directors that when they do, the fans do get on your back, that they're uh, going to stand firm, and I think they will. Hugh, did he miss the boat when Rangers weren't in the, the, the Premiership? 
Well, you know, the, the word was that he was offered the job and seemingly, you know, he turned the car back and he halfway down to Glasgow. That that story is kind of sticking with a lot of people and uh, I think when you knock the Rangers job back, regardless what kind of situation the club's in, it's a big, you know, big, big move to do that and, and you just wonder where the, um, he sees his future. I think Higgs has nailed it. I, I think, I think uh, you know, He's not going to get the Rangers job now. He's not going to get the Celtic job. He's probably vying with Hearts on potentially the third biggest team in Scotland. He's, I don't think get the Hearts job. I don't think that'll come up anyway for, for Derek McInnes. I think he sees his future down south, as Higgs had said. The West Brom thing always keeps coming up. They, they have kind of settled that a little bit again. He didn't have a good time at Bristol City. He's won very little bar one cup at Aberdeen. He's had a good budget at Aberdeen. The chairman loves him, yes, yeah, so be it. But you can see what the chairman, you know, that love goes out the window very quickly when you see what's going on at Hearts right now with Ann Budge and, and the manager. So um, Craig, my big pal, Denham, who never misses an Aberdeen fan, is very, very in the know up there and knows exactly what's going on. And I think I've said to you over the last couple of seasons that he's no everybody's cup of tea up there. You know, he's, he's quite a stubborn little guy. Um, decent, a, a nice enough wee guy, but I think he's got. A, I think he's got an easy ride up there. I think he, he's sitting where where I think he's. I think he is bombproof. With the the way Stuart Milne talks about him, Paul, and um, I, I genuinely think that um, he's not going to win. I obviously he's not winning the Betfred. That you know anything can happen to Scottish Cup. You know where's it? Where's he looking at the league? Third or fourth? Um, which probably will not go down well enough for the, the fans. They're, they're hard to please. Higgs knows it. He knows what it's yeah. like. He's coached there. They're hard. They're hard, hard on their on their players if they're not doing it. And you'll mm -hmm. hear everything, of course. We have been so close. Okay, the next big move is the stadium. Does that slow the spending power and the manager down because the money's getting tied up? You just need to see what's happening at Tottenham. You know, when's the last time they signed a player on the back of their move? And that's what happens when when clubs move stadiums. So. But he didn't know all that was going down the line. Maybe that was one of the reasons that he wanted to stay there. We're moving to stay there and get a new training facility and what have you. And you know something? He might just be one of the guys that is quite happy in that job. Maybe no want to go to England. Maybe no want to go anywhere else. He's quite happy in the Aberdeen job. I know the family are still in the Renfrew Paisley area. That's where his house is. That's where his wife and his kids are. And him and Tony Dock do the same as what Craig did. They, they stay up in Aberdeen. So and they might just be happy with the way life's going by. And uh, let's not forget that Aberdeen financially will be good to him as well, Paul. They'll be looking after him. Yeah. He'll want a good earner there. Um, you know, out, out with the old firm. He'll be the next big earner in the league. So... Listen, do you, need to, do you need to move? I don't think he does. Mm, OK. All right, boys, then uh, let's take a look at this week's coming fixtures and see what we can make of them. Uh, have you still got your list of the, the scores that you had from uh, the projections from last week? No, no you some, haven't. Some, we had them during the week. But I got them all right, anyway. Yeah. Did you? Hell. Yeah, I have. You, you've got your predictions. You've got all our predictions. From I, last week? I didn't make any predictions last week, if you recall. I normally take cues, but I didn't. I've just got mine. All right, and I okay. didn't do particularly well. <laughs> well, the first one we spoke about, I got up 2 1, I went for. Ah, you did. You did. You did. I forget who that was. I went was. for Hearts to win 2 1. Because that's the first game we started on. Oh, that's Monday right. Night. Yes, you did. I went with yeah. the Jambos 2-1. Yeah, you did go. So, you did you know, go I, gave you the middle, I gave you the middle finger for that one, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. okay. All right. Yeah, as you do. Um, yeah. So, there you are. Where do you want to start? Do you want to go to Easter Road? Is that where you're No, going? I'm going to start... Uh, yeah, I'll start Hibs Celtic. Oh, go well, on, let's where, do that's that. That's where Hibs I know, play, I know that. Right. I know that. Right. I, be, but I was in two minds whether to go with that. 
Let's well, go. It. Let's go. Hib Celtic first. Then. Ha, ha, you know, Hib, Hib, and oh. we'll start with you, Higgs. <laughs> <laughs> Knew you were doing that. <laughs> Mr. Burns, can I start first, please? Go ahead, big man. Yeah, age before beauty. Uh, well, you know, really dramatic things for for Hibs, and obviously, um, just what I spoke about uh, losing to Hearts, which was. Uh, which you got that right. I, I actually said a draw, so uh, from that point of view, I've got that one wrong. But still, uh, a mixed bag from Hibs, and it's been a mixed week. Obviously, losing against Hearts, and then getting an, an all-important victory, uh, albeit on the penalties against Kilmarnock. And uh, it's still difficult times for uh, Paul Higginbottom. He's second bottom, four points in the bag. Um, and obviously, the punters are not happy. And uh, probably the last thing that Paul Higginbottom and his team want is uh, Celtic coming because uh, they are still unbeaten and uh, scoring goals um, a drop of a hat and it's going to be a, another torrid 90 minutes for, for Hibs and, and less to get their, their defence sorted out, the guys, because uh, at the moment they've, fought, um, they've, they've got five goals for and 14 against. So from that point of view, they really need to shut up shop against a team, probably like this Rangers as well, um, on fire, um, scoring five on Wednesday against Thistle, um, bringing in players right, left and centre, giving several players a rest. And you've got Bayou, Rogers, Nicham and Sinclair scoring goals against Thistle. And obviously last Saturday winning, I think, quite comfortably against uh, Kilmarnock uh, 3-1 with other goal scorers, which was um, Christie and, and Edward. So, you know, they've got players in abundance who are scoring goals for fun. And I think, as I said there at the outset, I think that's the last fixture that Paul Higginbottom wants tomorrow is Celtic, the Easter Road. Here. I'm just 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 before you go on, what I know what the butterfly the butterflies on the butterflies on the Facebook uh, no Victor that Texas yes the butterfly was wondering if we were talking about because he's wanted to take me I'm talking about the shoulder, it was something that put me onto the the uh, the guy that fixed me. So but Victor does that, you know. He just thinks okay. I'm back in the back. Alright. Listen, just before we you talk about, <laughs> about this fixture with uh, Hibs uh, and Celtic, were you surprised uh, on Wednesday night to find out that Scott Allen and Camberry started on the bench? Well, you know, if that's what the manager wanted to do, so be it. Um, you know, they've not exactly uh, you know, been outstanding you know, players for Hibs, and that's probably why he's did it. You know, if they'd have been playing well, they would have started, and he's not going to leave his good players out, maybe. The surface with that, you would have thought, with a, with a suited most player. I've seen Camberry down there, and he's quick on that surface, as is Scott Allen with the ball at his feet, and, it's, you know, the park's flat, and you would have thought he'd have been able to unlock their defence. But again, listen, it's indicated they get through. They get through the tie, uh, which was a bit of a surprise. They've been without the boy Porteous for ages, and now he's got a ban for getting a red card. Well, it always just seems to be, you know, two steps forward, one back. The big Porteous, he's like that, isn't he? You know, he's he's very, very important player for them. And the more he plays, the more they will bond a togetherness as a back four. He's a cracked through cell. Everything last week, I've got to say. Uh, Paul, the big Porteous guy, he's a young boy yeah. and, and he's, he's decent. He's decent, he is. I think a wee bit, to, you know, Jerry had said he, he needs to get a wee bit fitter. Aye. You know, he's a bit bottom heavy, he could be getting a bit fitter. But uh, I'll tell you one thing, he would he would run in, in front of a train for, for Hibs, that's the way he is. Hibs and Celtic are always, it's always feisty. I'm looking forward to that game. Um, you know, but again, the pressure, 
you, you flip it on to the 3 o'clock at Ironbox, pressure on Rangers if Celtic get a result. So Celtic will be wanting to get six points ahead again prior to the 3 o'clock kick-off. Suddenly the wee result midweek at Hub, uh, uh, um, East, uh, get it right, Rugby Park might just be what Hibs need to do as well, the same as Hearts. I've got those two results. And, you know, one result can really just kick-start the, the, the season. I don't think Hibs have been playing drastically bad uh, but there is, you know, the fans just want to see them winning. And if it's an ugly one, they'll, they'll take it and they'll be delighted. And that's exactly the way it is. Results just, you know, just make everything. You could you could play great and no win the game, play poor and, and sneak a last minute. And that's the way it is. Celtic will need to go through and, and battle, but they do. Celtic will always no, do that. To be fair, you're gonna have to beat Celtic at the minute the way Hibs are playing. You're gonna have to play out your skin. It's a one-off. <clears throat> Celtic no play that great. And Hibs turning up and really, really putting it in. But what's the chances of Celtic going there and not playing well, that great? you know, it, it happens. But, you know something, if you're the manager, if you're the Hibs manager, Paul, come half 12 the morning, if you can look at all your players in the eye, as they're all sitting there before the referee, chaps that don't get them out and say, can you give me 120% today? Every one of these, he's a playing against X, Y and Z, go and win your wee battle, he says, and you have all then got a chance. You are good players. You're at home. It's 20,000. We're live in telly. Treat it as a battle and go out and battle your corner. And you might have a chance, Bill. But if they go, they sit back half Celtic. Forrest gets it wide. You know, they start dominating in the middle of the park. Brown starts getting it. Somebody needs to go and put one on him early doors and keep it tight. And, and, and generally... You know, watch Christie's runs into the box. Everybody's got to be tuned in. It just needs them to turn off for one second, sell it, go or go ahead. Hibs chase a game, leave their cell open, they go two down, the game's done. Hibs can't go behind. They can't go any more than one behind. If they go any more than one, you're looking at three, four, possibly five, the way the confidence is. But just go out and give the manager a shift. You're getting looked after, you're getting great wages, it's a great surface, it's a great place to play. You know, some Higgs, we do miss playing sometimes, don't we? When we see how, how they've got it now, um, you know, how everything is just set up for them. Uh, and as a Friday night, when we're talking about games sometimes, you go, God, I wish I was playing tomorrow. Uh, and probably this, I don't say that that often, but I'm sitting here and ain't going, what a great game that would be in to play. <laughs> you know, Celtic yeah, are expected yeah. to come through and get you doing. Tell you what, on my backyard, roll the sleeves up and go and get in about them. It's the only way you're going to beat Celtic. You beat them in the battle, the ability is on the Celtic team, there's no doubt about it, they've got better players. Well, of course, it's a dress rehearsal for the, the, semi. the, the semi-final. Let's hear what Neil Lennon has to say about tomorrow's fixture. Yeah, I have only good memories of Hibs. It was a great club with a great fan base and we had a great time there. It was very, very um, fond memories of my time as, as manager. I met a lot of good friends, good people. I made a really good team, you know, with some cracking players there. If some have gone on to do... You know, really good things and are doing good things in their career. So, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about the club. Okay, so it's obviously, you know, the good things to say about the club. The, the good <laughs> things that he's got to say about them. Didn't he mention Leanne, didn't he? No, didn't he, didn't mention, he didn't, mention didn't mention anybody. He didn't mention anybody. All he just said. Anything. He, so, just, no. he said a lot and told us nothing, really. Well, you know, again, in the papers today down here, Heggs are saying, is, are we seeing a more mellow Neil Lennon? Are we seeing a, a subdued Neil Lennon? And then Big Chris Sutton says, don't you be kidded. He's still, you know, there's still a furnace well, in me, there. Let, you know? let, me let me tell you something. I was with somebody the other week uh, who knows the goalie extremely well, as you do. Right? I mean, extremely well. And he says the goalie constantly says that you cannot be in better company 
than with Neil Lennon. He says he's a great guy to be with. He says, you know, he's witty, he's funny. When he's no Neil Lennon, the football manager, he's a smashing guy. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time I've heard that. I've heard McCoy say that as well when other people from, you know, Rangers persuasions that know him, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, aye, he's moved on for the Hibs thing. He's getting it right at Celtic. His team's at the top of the league. And, uh, OK, they got a, a, a bad result in Europe. But, really, they've kicked on for that hangover. And they've got better. Well, they've scored, they've scored so far this season 51 goals. And at the same time last season, it was 26 goals. So they've almost doubled their goal tally. I get the feeling now, Paul, that, <clears> that uh, all that... Am I getting the job or am I not getting the job? Do you think I deserve the job? Yeah, I do. No, you don't. I think that's gone now, Paul. You know, he, he's he's in a position now where he wants to be. He's now gets on well with Lowell after having a rift all those years ago. Listen, the rift couldn't have been that bad when they took him back. Um, you, I think you're right because last year, you know, obviously he was taken over for Brendan Rodgers and it was a while before anything was done in Dusty yeah. job-wise. Yeah. And, and with, him ha- with it happening last year, obviously carrying on from where uh, Brendan had left off, and obviously winning the, the, the three trophies, you know, he realised that, you know, what an opportunity again to manage the club. And I think it's like everything else, you, you become more experienced. You come a bit more mellow, but I'm still sure that Neil's running raves at times, but I'm not saying there'll be few and far between, but it'll be less than what he did uh, a few years ago because it's no, it's, it takes its toll on your mind and on your body and, and, and you as well as a, as a person. So, you know, you've got to sort of realise that the players you've got at your disposal, um, you've seen just what, or you've heard what, Bill was saying that the number of his goals have scored this year compared to what happened last year, so it's virtually double. And obviously started with, what, 51 goals this season, albeit they've been playing in Europe for, for a good number of the months and uh, the league games. But I think you, you do mellow as a, as a manager because if you don't, you're heading for uh, trouble health-wise. And I think uh, Neil is savvy enough to realise that. Plus, I think he's got two young guys at his side who... Will work away with Neil, and Neil will allow them to to do their job. And I think he's very good at delegating jobs to players, uh, jobs to to coaches at any club, and he's he's done that in the past with with the clubs he's managed. Yeah, I think you're right. I've, I've, again, <clears throat> that's a good point. He's got Damien Duff. He was uh, promoted from within the club to the position he's got, along with John Kennedy. I was surprised at Gary Parker. Never, you know, wasn't he brought along? I'm led to believe that he's. I don't think he is there. I don't. I'm surprised that that Lenny has they found a position somewhere in the club for for Gary Parker. But um, aye, as we all got older, uh, we all do mellow a wee bit. I'm pretty sure that Bill's seen a big change in me over the last five. No, years. <laughs> no, you're still the same obnoxious still, individual that you've always a been. Lunatic, aye. Uh, but aye, I suppose I don't rant as much as I used to. But no, you I've, do. I've still. Got, <laughs> I'm still getting fired in the belly. That will never leave me. The same the manager at, at Celtic. That's the way he is, and he, he's a, a guy who he, he knows that he's he's lucky, and and, and uh, you know uh, to an extent uh, he's in that position. Here's a here's a figure for you boys. Have a think about this. Celtic have won their last 29 matches in domestic trophies, right? They've scored 90 goals. How many do you think they've conceded? I'll say 14. 17. Nine. Nine. Wow. Oh, so 
10 per- in 29 10, games in 29 games they've scored 90 goals and conceded 9 you're telling me you're doing a bit of blowing about Celtic tonight. You talk, you, well, I'm just about to do it, a bit more. Is McCabe and Collins trying to turn you? No, I'm, I'm just about to do a bit more, but it, it, it's Thanks. not. It's not quite as good from a Celtic point of view, but you still well, wouldn't be mind a it. Season book next. Listen, they've just uh, they've just re- announced their annual figures. The se- their annual revenue fell by uh, 17.9% uh, to 83 for, uh, 83.4 million last season uh, and they failed because they failed to reach the Champions League now uh, the latest results and this is to the year ending 30th of June 2019 show a profit of 11.3 million pounds down from 17.3 million pounds the previous year Celtic of 39.38.9 million in the bank and the 17.7 million and player sales that is included in that doesn't include the 25 million from Kieran Tierney's sale to Arsenal. Thank you. They've got what? Uh, 39 million in the bank? 38.9, so 39 million quid. Plus Kieran Tierney's money? Well, no, no. Is that including his a money? Percent, that 25 million will have to go on top of that uh, because 17.7 million of the 38.9 million is from player sales. So Kieran Tierney not included in that, so that would go on top of that, mm-hmm. but that won't be taken into the accounts until next year, next mm-hmm. season. Yeah, that, you know, that, that, there's there's no doubt. Again, that's quite strange. I was talking to a guy the day about he was asking me what kind of job I thought Peter Lowell had did at Celtic. I don't know Peter Lowell's background. He was an accountant uh, in his previous life, as such. And they were talking about he knew his brother and all that. They usually are lawyers and accountants. I says, what was his what was his brother for a matter of interest? He, says, he was a bookie. <laughs> I says, really? I says, aye. I says, well, I'll tell you one thing. The, the gamble's paid off for Peter gain up the, 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 the accountancy to, to, to take the reins at Celtic. And call what may, you know, manage, uh, you know, chairmans and chief execs are there to be shot at. But I, don't, I think along the way, there's been one or two Celtic fans maybe a wee bit disgruntled about what he's earned and what he hasn't earned. But I'll tell you something, there you are, the proof's in the pudding. You've just got it there in black and white. A very, very stable yeah, financial, you know, you. That, the, yep. the club's air heads, it's for all to see, and by the way, right. that's not including the assets that are on the park right now, what's Edward right. worth, what's Christie worth, what's Forrest worth, you know, McGregor, uh, McGregor. Yeah, you know, you've got to be at least talking another 50 million, no far away are you? You know, okay. Uh, Give me so a result for uh, tomorrow. Can you imagine oh, that? Can you imagine that in that press room tomorrow? It'll never, be on. We'll be in there early. It never changes. Bob Smith will be there for half seven tomorrow morning, <laughs> opening up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Hibs one, Celtic three. Paul. Just before give us out, I just say about Paul Hickenbottom, I don't know what he thinks his best team is, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Albeit, you know, they're both second bottom now. So I think he's got a quandary in regards to what's his best team, and with him losing Porch just getting sent off of the night, then he's got to sort of reshuffle the pack again. I think him still get beat 2-0. 2-0. Um, okay. I'm going for 3-1 the same as Hugh I think Celtic can lose goals um, and I think Hibs have got the potential to score them but I think they're usually going to be long range stuff from Malin and people like that mm-hmm. uh, I don't think uh, I don't think it'll be any any more than 3 but I think it'll be 3-1 so I'm going to go the same We didn't ask you anyway but it was nice that you threw it in so. I'm glad you gave us a you're very good at Giving results as well. He just, he just comes in with it. We don't really particularly. I'm not really that interested. I don't think the, the, the listeners are. To be fair, I'm interested either. But 
He, he likes to come in me his wee bit, you know, put his wee, uh, his wee bit in. So, there you go. Am I still on? Are you turned me off? No, no. When, you'll know when you're turned off because you'll not hear yourself in your headphones. That's true. Are you finished now? Isn't that strange when you look at the, the actual Jermaine Defoe, the top of the charts with Odson Edward and five goals? It's amazing, isn't it? And no starting every week. No, obviously, you're not keen. You just want to get back at me. So that's fine. No, I, <laughs> I just wondered where it came from. I just wondered why we'd been talking about that all of a sudden. Big Sam, you know, but she's got a bad one at Celtic. Did you see Three that? Three or four months out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Ah, is that the new, it just says the new You forget year. I do this for a living. It says just the new year. Three or four months, said Lennon. Badly, but I do it for a living. <laughs> Uh, yeah, OK. Uh, carry on. Uh, Rangers against Aberdeen at Ibrox. She'll be at that one for us tomorrow. Mr Burns, I'm assuming. Yeah, looking forward to I haven't to been it. told any different. Yeah, I'll be there with my, my lieutenant, uh, Mr Bob Smith. We Rab Smith. We Rab will be there. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, we'll be joined at the Jack and Victor in the game. You can start with this one then. Well, you know, I've, I've watched Rangers um, over the last... Well, I hope so, because we've been getting you passes for the last God knows how many weeks. Sorry, I've been selling them. Um, you know, I, I just think... Um, I think there's more to come um, from Rangers. I think he's got a uh, certainly a big squad that he needs to keep happy. The more they win games, the more players will be quite happy. He's chopping, changing, rotating. Um, I, th I think he's a wee bit different. I think Steven Gerrard Paul knows he's strongest 11 and over the last couple of weeks he's, he has probably went with them and he takes no chances he went with a strong strong 11 at the Tony Macaroni midweek as well he's taking no chances he needs he needs silverware he needs to win football matches I think someday we'll be on the back of a hiding very very soon for Rangers Paul I get that feeling it's just bubbling along nicely um, but more to come the finished article, the final final cross, that final wee pass in behind the back four or whatever, just to get a good start into the game. Um, they're kind of huffing and puffing, Bill. Um, he's brought Hollander in. Did he do that great surface? I'll give him that. To be fair, I, I, he looked uncomfortable as he did at East Fife, but you know, I thought both of them looked uncomfortable. What I did think was, though, that I still think he gave enough cover to Barisic for Barisic to look fairly good again, Hugh. I don't know, you were there. Yeah. But Barisic looked fairly comfortable and he fairly did, he, tidy, he, he, and he was hitting the ball. Aye. Like, you you came up with a really good point with Katic, where he can't get any mobility into his game with Katic, because Katic comes over towards him and hits a three or four yard pass to him with the, nowhere from the, the, to go. The ball no Barisic can he do nothing, mate, I, Yes, you're right. And I, I hadn't noticed that before, but you were spot on with that. And I noticed... Because I specifically looked after you highlighted it last time. I looked at Barisic on Wednesday night. And more often than not, he played a ball inside and then got off his mark. mark. Yeah, that's a good point. Because Hollander being that left-sided centre-back will just automatically drift into that area and cover. Yes. And still look the part if the ball comes into that area. Where Big Katic wasn't that comfortable. No. Maybe one in the ball, certainly two on his left side. So it was, it was the easy option for Katic all the time. And it made Borno Barisic look an average footballer. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Because then the, the right-sided midfield player was just going bang straight on top of Borno. And all Borno had to do was knock it back at McGregor or dink it back into goals. And suddenly there's a different dimension there. So let's rule out the midweek surface. And, and tomorrow, I'm pretty sure he'll go with Tavernier, he'll go with Ghost and uh, Hollander and Barisic again. He'll probably go with uh, Ryan Jack, Davis... Obviously, um, Aribo's out. You know, he'll go with he'll go with Arfield. He'll go with Morelos. 
Um, you know, what I'm up to nine, you know, and, and I'll have a look at it. I don't know who he'll, he'll come in and, and what he'll change and what he'll need to change the fact that Aribo's out. Will he start? He might, he makes, think, what? I think he might then go Ojo and Kamara. There's your other two. Right. Uh, I think, and he'll juggle it about. I think Kent is obviously still a wee bit away. Apparently he's mobile. He's, he's mobile again now, but he's, right. it's not 100%. I, I, I just think it's... Same uh, with Jordan Jones. Uh, Jordan Jones is mobile again, but not 100%. I, I just think Rangers are like a... They're like a, a, a well-oiled machine that's just needing that wee extra top... That wee top-up, that just wee kick-on with you. I you think, know what I mean, Bill? I think I, I know exactly what you mean, but I think it's within Rangers' power to do that. For me, they're playing too much of this lappy-tappy stuff all, across the middle and the back. See, last week when St. Johnson's, when it, when, when it became a wee bit, not desperate, but necessary... More direct. Yeah. Then, for me, running at teams is what Rangers are good at. Mm-hmm. And I still think right now they're lacking width, Paul. But I, th- not, that, I agree you know, with you. I, I think, you know, and they're going to be lacking width tomorrow well, simply because uh, well, the boy Barker's out. Yeah. Uh, Kent's out. Jordan Jones is out. Listen, if you want to strip it back to the start, when they bring in Hasty and he goes to Rotherman loan, they move Candias on, Murphy's out injured, Kent's pulled up his hamstring. Now, obviously, uh, Brandon Barker's out. So, Ojo is really is his only his only option. Yeah. Either side right now. And, and I think that's... It's just a bit unfortunate that's where it's happened. But for me, in my opinion, I still think I would have kept Daniel Candice. Uh, just to give you that bombing on down the right, down the right, down the right. Pushes Tavernier in. Uh, Tavernier distribution could have been better again midweek at Livingston. Again, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, I, I stood with the goalie. We had great fun on Wednesday. We were doing a bit of hospitality at the ground on Wednesday. And the goalie was in top form. And, and all kidding all side. And, and he's, he knows his stuff, the goalie. He says, Shuggy, watch Tavernier with a dead ball. He's magnificent. He says, but do you ever see him from a running ball, from a moving ball, and whipping it in the same authority? I went, no, that's true. You know, and I watched him a couple of times, Paul, when it gets blocked a lot at the front it's post. It's good, is it? It was good. And I says, goalie, I'm glad you're here. I've learned something, and we're laughing. We're having a great battle banter. That, uh, that haircut's aye, the goalie, vicious. The goalie said, a number one, Paul, you want to see it? His lugs are sticking out. He's like a taxi with his doors <laughs> open, man. He's got his big lugs. I didn't realise his lugs were his big. So I was getting him pellets. I'm saying, you need to sit down. These folk, and it's kind of see it again, by the way. And he's like, shut up. You're a beauty to talk. We had great banter. But he's very knowledgeable and, and talks. He loves McGregor. Um, and when you sit and listen to Andy Gorham, I know that it's the it's the jovial character, it's the after dinner, but this is a guy that played at a fantastic level, and and you know he knows players and he knows yeah. how. And he said that a bit a bit Tav. He says that a bit. Um, he's not a lover of Ryan uh, uh, Jack. He says Shuggy, he doesn't get on the end of things. He doesn't score goals. He doesn't go beyond their back four. He doesn't make telling passes forward. Is that what his job is, though, in that team? But listen, listen, Bill, you've got the ball that much with Rangers. You should be able to do things. There should be a wee trick in no, I've, I've got to be honest with you. Jack, for me, has been Rangers' most consistent Don't Listen, player. I've said that. I've, I've raved about him. I says, go there. I've raved about him every Monday. I've went on. He says, but aye, what have you raved about? Well, yeah, I've raved about him making tackles and passing. I says, aye, but have you... Can he add a wee bit more? I think he's looking 
can we add a wee bit more into Ryan Jack? That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's mm. no in him to do that, but... Gentleman Jack's just actually... Oh, is it enough, Jack, is Gentleman it? Jack's just actually asking the question on, on social media, on Twitter. Uh, would you expect to see Andy King start tomorrow in midfield, driving at Aberdeen from... That's a possibility. Get in the box. Rangers will have the ball. They'll smother the ball. They'll, they'll, they'll have the ball. You know, Aberdeen will do what they'll do. They'll come in, they'll stifle it. Again, the notes we're getting tonight off the papers, Paul, that, 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 that Derek McInnes wants to see Aberdeen aggressive. No, I don't think he needs to tell them that anyway, because Aberdeen are always aggressive when they come down anyway. So that goes hand in hand with, with that particular fixture. It's feisty, it always is. We're played in loads of them, and they are always will be one of the big fixtures in Scottish mm. football. There'll be a great atmosphere, Paul. Uh, you've been part of it, you've been on the management side of Aberdeen. You know what it's like when you come to There's no love lost at all, um, and, and that'll be a great game. And But I just think that Rangers are ready to give somebody a doing because they've just been getting there, they've just been getting there and getting results and getting into the next round and kind of, I don't mean stuttering, but doing enough, I think there's more to come for Rangers. Higgs? understand what you're saying, Hugh. Um, Rangers' only blemish this year, albeit it's against their rivals, the rest of the season has been smashing. It has been really good. Mm -hmm. And I liked what Gary McAllister had said during the week because they're talking about prior to the League Cup, uh, game uh, saying that you know we're desperate to, to win trophies and win the League Cup and you know I know it's the, the third major trophy in, in Scottish football but yeah, albeit you know he had actually emphasised it's, it's, it's important that we get to finals and obviously win things so from that point of view I was glad that Gary McAllister had said that because sometimes the, the League Cup gets sort of lost in the background being you know, one of the three uh, mm -hmm. major trophies and mm -hmm. I was pleased that Gary McAllister was saying well you know, it's, it's important for Rangers to, to get to the to the final and to win it uh, so it gives everybody else a sort of thought process saying well they're mean in business and what I like about Rangers and you're talking about Rangers giving somebody a doing well they gave they gave St. Johnson a doing last week you, yes. especially in the second half yes. she, she the year before mm -hmm. When Rangers were possibly drawn against St. Johnston, now, now, Rangers possibly could have lost two points uh, because the way they were. The way they were, yeah. They have that sort of steeliness about them now. Correct. They have a sort of Steve Gerrard attitude to say, well, by the way, uh, we're not playing particularly well. Nil nil at half time against St. Johnston and McDermott. We better do something. And obviously, Gerrard's given them a, a bit of a rollick in at half time. And they've come out with all guns blazing. I just see. A different Rangers this, 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 this season, as I say, a bit of steeliness about it. And, and I feel the, the, the players that you've mentioned, I do believe, and you're right in that one, they need width, they need players that, you know, try and take people on or get the ball in the box for uh, Morellas and obviously Defoe, who's if he's playing as well. But I, I must admit, I think Rangers are a, a, a very good outfit. They're probably just needing just what you're seeing, guys, you know, a wee bit of more flair and creativity uh, in the wide areas but you mentioned Andy King he can't really get a game can he Hugh? No I, I think I think um, I think Andy King will come in if they, if they do have serious problems in the middle of the park there's just another name that's popped out at me as well and I've got to apologise for it he was in the squad the other night there but he seems to have fell out everybody's thoughts over the last few weeks is Greg Stewart um, who is the wide guy cutting in on the left and, and that might just be a game that they'll, they'll play him tomorrow. He, he could play there. He could play a rebo just off uh, um, Morelos. Uh, uh, sorry, Ojo, I should say. And, uh, and, and he, could play, he could play Greg Stewart. 
a player that must be busting for a chance. Uh, you know, and when his chance comes, he's got to take it. You know, he's not. Kilmarnock now again this is a player that, that was absolutely phenomenal for, for, for Kilmarnock under Stevie Clark and uh, and then decided that, that he wanted to move back up to Aberdeen and, and, and again it never happened for him at Aberdeen but obviously then just took a wee punt on him um, there's nobody else kind of comes into my thoughts I still again spoke to some people today about it I, I thought the Jake Hasty one was was you know, a bit strange that he went as quick on loan. I, I don't know. There's a call back on him if they want him in January. Yeah, I know, Bill, but we signed him in August and he came from Motherwell. Now, my point with my, my Jake Hasty guys was, this is a young boy who was sticking out like a sore thumb with Motherwell. No disrespect, Motherwell, and doing really well against Premier League clubs. What could this boy have done in the Rangers jersey? What do you think the odds were of Har- uh, Ryan Kent, Jordan Jones, Brandon Barker, and Jamie Murphy all being injured at well, the Jamie same Murphy time. Jamie Murphy was injured. Well, he was, but, but it seems Brandon to be coming Barker back. Hadn't he played a lot of first team games? No. So, you know, Jake Hastie's played more first team games. No, than I'm not. Barker. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying you know that. What I mean, I'm, ju- been, I'm just saying. Would it be you know, a case of getting Brandon Barker if, if, in and, if, and loaning him out? If you put if you put Jake Hastie out, and I know what you're saying, and you're right, I, I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying that he has to make a decision as to which player goes out. He decides it's going to be Jake Hastie, and then the other three left fielded players mm-hmm. are all injured. Yeah, he's been unfortunate with that, and then Candice going as well yeah, on the right yeah. hand side. So there's been a lot of there's been a lot of you know thought going into it. You know, I'm, I'm saying he's made wrong calls, but yeah, there, you there, are really. Well, I'm not. I'm, no, I, I, you are. Yeah, well, okay. I wouldn't have let Candice go. The manager is making the call. So you're saying it's a wrong call then? In my opinion, right. I wouldn't so have let Candice go. To say go. I'm not saying he's making wrong calls was disingenuous. No, really, it wasn't, wasn't it? disingenuous. It was just an honest no, it was, opinion. It was disingenuous. I like the word disingenuous. Stephen probably don't know what it is, but I like, <laughs> I like as, well, as if I know what I'm talking about when you say that. <laughs> I love that word, disingenuous. That could be a cracking word. That I that's could that's use a the one that'll be used all weekend. Disinge- isn't it? You see, you you're so disingenuous. <laughs> it's a brilliant word, isn't it? My ball wave me is not against me. She's got three worse. goals in four games for Hasty, it has to be said at Rotherham. Well, there you are, that's my case. Yeah, so I, I wasn't arguing with you, mate. I just, I, I think you have to make a decision, and he's made a decision and then ended up getting three Paul, players. Okay, Paul, I'm going to ask you, right? What, why did. Try Ra- not to be disingenuous about this, Paul. <laughs> why did Rangers sign Jake Hasty? other clubs were after him here right. and they decided that he's an up and coming youngster right. and I'll go back to what I said on numerous occasions and I've never played for the old firm right I wish I probably wished I had but I think you've got to be a different breed to play for Rangers and Celtic because you can't handle the pressure and it's massive pressure as you well know Hugh um, the but, but the boy Jake Hasty hadn't he hadn't he donned a first team jersey at I Ibrox, know. you know and, and to be given a, a, a contract um, you know, very, very quickly, uh, and 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 then you know, be told that you're going to rather. Well, let me ask you a question: If he continues to score like he's doing just now, do you think he'll be back up the road in January? I think so, yeah. And then there's, a, there's players popping out at me even just talking. There's, there's Greg Docherty as well, who's been on the fringes. Andy Halliday, a midfield player as well. So there's players that he can. I think maybe, you know, is Greg Docherty worth a wee chance? Is he due a wee, a wee punt, a wee running the, the team? I'm hearing well? stories that Gresda's, there's an interest in Gresda from a couple of clubs in Qatar. Well, Gresda's been told he's not playing again on the back of what happened at Ballymena and yeah, spitting incident, spitting. you know, and he said that there's always two Do you know, for me, that's one of the worst things you can do. As a player, 
Well, I think I've told you before, I, I, I got involved with that years ago and to this day I still feel ashamed I did it, uh, you know, and I get caught up with wee Morgan. I, for, I forgot you told me that. Get up the tunnel at, at Parkhead and it was, it was it's weak, it's shown weak, I was weak, you know, I'd have been better just lap my one rather than <laughs> span on him, you know, and he was getting to me because they were beating us and I just went, see you, come here. And I still remember it, and remember the old tunnel, it was tight, Paul, remember it, yeah, you know, it was just yeah. this wee step, in fact, too. You couldn't have got up two abreast in that wee tunnel, Paul, couldn't you? You take your yeah, chance no, going up the wee tunnel. Mm. And I just turned around and he's like, oh, you, yeah, we're yeah, doing you and all that. And I went, oh, you know, spit the dog. Go back, back to Hasty, right? You just going back to Hasty and Rangers players. Mm-hmm. You know, you see when you, you're a manager, and obviously Steve Jared and Gary McAllister are watching these players closely all the time. They've got a better feel for 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 what's best for their club because mm-hmm. uh, they've seen them day in, day out, how, how they play uh, against senior players, how they play maybe first team against second team. We, we have no path to, to that. And I think we, we sort of um, don't give the, the, the managers uh, enough credit for certain things. But surely, Paul, sure, surely it's more, surely, you know, to us, we've seen this kid excel at Motherwell, you know, mm-hmm. being outstanding at Motherwell. Uh, mm-hmm. Cutting in on the right, coming in the way yeah. the manager likes it. Surely, surely, if he's showing up in games more than training, you take Maybe a chance. You take a chance with Maybe him. Not. Maybe but it was Paul. It was because he, that's why they signed him because he was sticking out that sore thumb at Motherwell. Yeah, but but the, the manager sees him training, so you might think, well, he's not ready. Or I, I, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that. But the fact that he's brought him from. The first team at Motherwell, not a player who was on the fringes, probably one of the first players doing on Stevie Robinson's sheet and sticking out, you know, um, I think maybe one or two training sessions wouldn't have made my mind up quickly to move him to... Well, why doesn't he play Andy King? And he's an experienced player. Well, there's no been a position for Andy King, that's what, because Arfield's well, in there. Well, the same as Hasty, albeit he's a wide player. Maybe he's maybe surplus to requirements no, in the present No, no, Kent will sit more in the middle as a Ryan, a Ryan Jack or a, a, a you know, a, he's a Ryan Jack. Or or maybe just a Scotty Arfield. Well, he's, yeah. I think, listen, he's experienced enough that he could do anything in the middle of the part, I think, Andy, Andy King. So, um, I think a lot of people raise their eyebrows on... Why, why it happened, another midfield player coming up, but suddenly we injuries, then you know, you're better well, having that squad. Well, you've just kind of answered and answered your own question. Another midfield player coming up. Midfield's the engine room. It's where the, a lot of the injuries happen. But you've now got a situation at Rangers where there's three players out, Brandon Barker, uh, Jordan Jones and Ryan Kent, and now we're saying, why did Jake Hasty go to Rotherham? You know, and then a lot of people are wondering why we went with the shape against Celtic the way we did. Now, if you actually think about it and look at the bench, did we have any wide men? Well, I thought we'd been playing wider than we did against Celtic previous by, to playing by, that but game. Maybe auxiliary wide guys, but not out and out wingers. Yeah, you know? but look, if you've got people out there, it takes people to look after them, yeah, and that was that. the problem. Yeah, the, there there was no width to no, Rangers that day at it all. It didn't help the shape. I just think I think he's been unlucky with all the players that we don't need to get through again. At least four or five. Brandon Barker, Jordan Jones, Ryan Kent. And, and Daniel Candias. <laughs> You know, what's the score going to be? Wally Henderson. Wally Johnson. Wally Johnson. Be bad. Now we're on bar seventy-two. What's the um, what's the score? Well, you know be? something. You're going to look at me here. You know, as if I'm going off my nut. But I'm on the back of watching them, seeing them, ready to really go and hit the ground running. I'm going to go for the most successful football world club in world football to win. Ah. To, to win 
Four nil tomorrow. Heggs, I've got I've got to tell you that somebody on Facebook dared them to do that tonight. Yeah, somebody who was that again? They text. dared them to do it. They said, make sure you tell it's Mr. Heggerty. Sammy, Sammy, was it Sammy? I can't remember. Sammy Scott, I think. Was make it sure they tell Mr. Heggerty that Rangers uh-huh. are the most successful club in world football. See, oh, I'm, they are. I, I wish you, I wish you hadn't done that. Now, right. not tell him that, right. but go with that score line because, well, you know why. Every time you put them up for a big score line, they struggle. Uh, Heggs, what's your thoughts? I'm going to go 2-0 Rangers, Bill. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers because I think Aberdeen can score. I think they they can score. Uh, We'll take a break, boys. We'll come back and we'll polish off the rest of the fixtures right after this. If you're a fan of Scottish junior football, then Just the Juniors is a must-listen for you here on Rocksport Radio. Nobody brings you more or better coverage of the junior game on radio than Bill Kilgour and John Redmond. Unrivaled knowledge, interviews with the managers, players and people who run junior football in Scotland. Every Friday, 8pm to 9pm is when you can hear Scotland's flagship junior football show. Make sure you're listening. Just the Juniors, brought to you by Plumbase, the trade's Premier League team. Leave the winter outside with Plumbase's hottest offers in Feel the Heat brochure. Get yours at your local Plumbase branch. Do you hear that? That's your family coming round to your new house for Sunday lunch. Your son opening the door of his first home. Visitors arriving at your guest house. Friends coming over to watch the football. Scottish Building Society offer a range of mortgages, so we can turn this into this. Hello! Scottish Building Society. We've been helping people open doors since 1848. Call us today on 0345 600 4085. Scottish Building Society is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. They've had your money long enough. Now's the time to act. If a bank like Lloyd's or the Halifax persuaded you to move your savings and you lost out, don't miss this opportunity to get your money back. Text GOOD to 6677 and Goodwin Barrett could help you recover money you thought had gone for good. Don't miss out. Text GOOD to 6677 now. You don't need a claims management company to make a complaint and if unsuccessful, you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman. It's easy to put things off. I'll sort it tomorrow. It'll wait. Well, turns out if you're a man with prostate disease, the sooner you spot it, the better it can often be treated. So if your dad or brother have had prostate cancer or you're having trouble with your waterworks, do something about it. See your GP or visit prostatescotland.org.uk for more information. Prostate Scotland. Pull your finger out. Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Hegarty on Rock Sport Radio. Oh dear, I've just had some information given to me. Mm-hmm. Gentleman Jack, who's a Rangers fan, Al Ali of Egypt have overtaken Rangers as the world's most successful club recently. They have 118 trophies. With the dom- the domestic treble this season, will see us draw level then the Europa League. That doesn't count. <laughs> Egypt. That's no part of the world. <laughs> Why did you bring that up? You didn't need to bring because that up. Because Gentleman Jack was kind Never mind enough Gentleman to send Jack. it in. Big Hager will be laughing at me now. He is. Uh-huh. So he will. He is. Oh, you're wrong again. 
<laughs> wrong again. <laughs> Snoffing, you're right, but you're wrong, wrong again. again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. that one, Higgs. Uh, Higgs, St Mirren against Hearts, of course, uh, St Mirren. Uh, hmm, what can you say? And Hearts coming off the back of two good victories against Aberdeen and Hibs. Well, we spoke at great length last week, uh, especially with Hearts and obviously Craig Levine's predicament. And uh, I'm, I'm delighted for the big man because... Uh, See the way you know, people the have founded of... that poor man. I think it's a disgrace the way they <laughs> founded that Mr Levine. I really I do. It's shocking. Them. Yeah, I told you shocking the big man. The, I told you the big man matured that. Shocking the way uh, that... I tell you these two doom and gloomers. Shocking Jonas. the way that they've, they've hounded that poor Jonas. man. Yes, I did so. Anyway, carry on, Higgs. Go on. <laughs> Couple of Jonas. It's easy fodder as managers, as everyone knows, and you know I just feel that uh, I'm not seeing the tides turn, but I think that was massive for for, for Craig and obviously for Arts and the fans. Obviously, the fans are still uh, the jury's out with that one, but you know the longer he keeps winning, and obviously uh, then it's it makes it easier for for Craig and obviously for Hearts. But I think the the, the, the midweek game was equally as uh, impressive and equally important because they get to a semi-final, they get a chance to maybe get into uh, the final and it's, it's important to get, uh, try and get a bit of silverware. But I, I just I just felt that Saturday's game against Hibbs was, was vital, absolutely vital. And, you know, I, I must admit the, the, the goals were good. It was a... I know the game, um, especially in the first half, second half got a bit better, but uh, I thought the, the goals were excellent, and uh, you got the, the young kids scoring uh, a tremendous uh, winner towards the end, and that's what uh, football can sometimes uh, bring up. Uh, and, and I just feel that, you know, uh, the way Hearts uh, sorted the, uh, the, the people out uh, during the week, uh, and then last Saturday, two victories. It just tells you that that football, you should never sort of underestimate uh, managers uh, and clubs. And uh, I heard on, the, on the, the television tonight that uh, I think it was Stephen McLean was saying that the players should take 100% blame for the, for the results prior to the two games mm-hmm. against uh, Hibs and uh, uh, Aberdeen. Uh, they, he had said that they were poor. Uh, from start to, to finish during the season and uh, he's blaming the players and that's good to, to, to hear but I think it's always easy to, to do that after you've had two victories but um, I, I think I think tomorrow's an, a more important game for for St. For St. Martin uh, because you know they've only scored what, three goals uh, lost six goals and 10th uh, in the league in four points uh, Hearts I've got to continue their trend, which I think they will. Uh, I think they've got better players, they've got stronger players, they've got a bigger squad. And I just think uh, Jim Goodwin's squad's going to find it very, very difficult this year. They drew 0 0 against Hamilton last week, which was good for both clubs because the most important thing is when you're playing clubs that are in your sort of. Uh, part of the league, you've got to make sure you don't get beat, but uh, I think tomorrow, I think we're hearts up in the ascendancy over the, the last couple of games I think they'll just uh, manage to sneak it uh, Paisley. Yeah. I'm really pleased Craig Levine's turned it round. I really yeah. am. I did. I'm glad I had that rant with you I'm, last I'm, week I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm so pleased for him. I, I really I am. Text a big man. A couple of Pinocchios. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got to say, and, and, and I, I text him during the week and there was nothing come back because I gave him a, a call on uh, on Sunday and left a, 
Well, let's just say, no Sunday, Sunday night actually I phoned him in the back of the result and nothing's come back and I'm just wondering whether I've actually got somebody else's number. <laughs> I phoned somebody by <laughs> mistake. Uh, so obviously there's a few choice words in there on, on the back of his brilliant result and Listen, I, I think as, as results go, let's, let's not get away from the fact that he needed them. That's an understatement with the pressure um, and, and the drama that was going on. And, you know, Higgs, you're, 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 you're a goal down in a derby. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're, Is it the same number as I've got? Uh, have a wee look in a minute, mate. <laughs> probably looks like that number, eh? Um, you know, the, the, Hearts, the Habs fans are singing you're getting sacked in the morning, and I believe... The Hearts fans the were Hearts, joining in. The Hearts fans were joining in as well, you know, and, and that came from wee KB who was in the, in the director's box. So I, I don't agree with that. I think I, I, can't, I can't even laugh at that, I've got no, to say. I, no. think, I think that, no. to be honest with Shocking. you, right? we, can ha- we can have a chuckle at it, Shocking. but I don't think it's right. I think you were in there starting Shocking. Um, so I, I just think... To come out of the derby the way they done, and and then as your luck turning, you get a goal two minutes into injury time, and you look as though you're out. We all sat that, and you know, and the result comes through it. The Tony Marker and them, and and it depends, and they get through that as well. So, yeah. you know, suddenly within four days, as we said at the top of the show, your luck's changed a wee bit, and you know, as fixtures go, that's the probably time to go to St Martin as well, mm-hmm. um, and it's quite interesting because. Uh, Colin uh, Duncan, he's a good reporter. Our boy does his son, Colin's a good lad, and he's done a good bit with Jim Goodwin. And he says Jim Goodwin watched Craig Levine ease the pressure on himself with two priceless wins in the space of four days. Now the St. Martin boss play host to to Hearts tomorrow. He says um, it's no easy and it's no nice when I see fellow colleagues uh, like Craig and Paul coming under pressure. He says they've actually no came for me yet, and that's a good quote because yeah. it shows you that. He's feeling it already, Bill, so early in his, his management career at, uh, at St Mirren. I think know. the difference with, with Jim, to be honest with you, though, Hugh, guys, and, and, and if I'm being absolutely frank, with clubs like Hearts and Hibs, there's a certain expectation Tation. level. Yeah, I understand. And with St Mirren, it's not as high. And that's no disrespect to St Mirren. They're a great club. They've got great fans. They've got fans that demand a lot. But they're very realistic about where they sit. Well, talking about sitting... I think I'm probably right. I don't have last season's league. Am I right in saying they're probably three points? You're going to have your eye out with eight points. <laughs> three points better <laughs> off than what they were this time last year because I believe, mind they, they drew with Celtic, didn't they? And, and yes, early, they, did. they got a point, right. didn't yeah. they? And then that was it for long and weary. So they are sitting three that points. That was Oren Kearney's first game. Right. So they effectively they're sitting three points better off yeah. than, than they were this probably this time last year. That's no just an exact but amount, but they are off the, the bottom of the table, but albeit by a point. But they seem to be a wee bit better organised than they were under Oren Kearney, which I don't think would have been that hard to do. I think Jim Goodwin's the, the, he's the gaffer he's for the, the right guy. For he's the, the right guy for the job. As you say, the expectations of Hibs and Hearts in the capital compared to St Myrne, where they are, are night and day. St Myrne fans all day long want to play their trade, want to go and support their team. In and the want Premier to stay in the Premier League. Of course they do. I just think if Hearts are going to turn the corner and keep it going, what a time to do it. Sitting there down in eighth place, they can, you know, leapfrog Livy and Kelly all going, results going well, and they could be in the top six. And then that's no a week by, and you've got them dead and buried. Hegarty's no, got them dead and buried. Listen, I'm He's a phone and hand bunch to get him the Dan Mac. He's are going no, behind the guy's back. I, nobody He's could be happier. He's social media. He's are getting the guy pillars. Nobody could be I'm happier I'm here defending my big ex-teammate to him blowing the face, to him ready nearly to give you pelters. Nobody and, could be happier about is it the turn round and his fortunes well, than I am. I think good. it's horrible the way people have hounded him <laughs> and shouted for his head. <laughs> yeah. 
It's yeah. a disgrace. Yeah. Shocking. It's an absolute yeah. disgrace. Well, listen. Give I, me a result for tomorrow. Right. Okay. I'm going to go St. Mirren. Uh, St. Mirren one Hearts two. Okay, Paul. I'm going to go one nothing Hearts, Bill. I'm going to go two nothing Hearts. It's down at Ten Castle. We bide. The boys in Maroon are a chalky the tune, and all Ricky supports them. We played. So there you go. <laughs> End of chat. I could sing it if you want me to sing it. You want me to sing it? No. All right, I don't think you want to do that. No. I can sing. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, I've heard you. It's down at St. Castle Debate. They talk in the tune of the boys in Marin and all Ricky supports them we play. Oh, see the sooner they make euthanasia glorious heart. I'll sing all if you want. Uh, Higgs knows the words. He was there. He knows what it's like. Right, Kilmarnock, Ross County. You can go with this one, Higgs. Four each. (laughs) Four each. Oh, hang on, we didn't do the predictions for... Oh, we did. What for? You we did, did you did... Uh, what did you do for Hearts? I've just told you two, weren't you? Aye, and I Jump did two it. nothing. And what did you do, Higgs? One nothing. One nothing, Hearts. That's though. correct. Correct, Amundo. Your producer should be getting... You should it be was getting... him that whispered in my ear, you haven't done the predi- predictions, but well we done, had. Lewis. Well done, Lewis. He would... Oh, Lewis... <laughs> He was too busy. He's better than Lewis. He's better Lewis. Ewan's no doing it. He's better than calling him Lewis. <laughs> Kilmarnock, Ross County, Eggs. Right, OK. I'll start with Ross County first because um, I don't know what you think, but what a win last week. Uh, I thought that was a, a real coupon buster winning it. Uh, I was there, Eggs. I was there. Did you go? Yes. Yeah, and I was I was there. Well, I'll let you... You, you carry on and I'll... Get yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just thought... Uh, a magnificent away win and obviously them uh, doing what they did against Monoville um, they'll be cock but I, I just feel like say, Ross County have done what really Livingston have uh, done last year got the points in early you know mm-hmm. you know, after six games picking up ten points in fifth in the league uh, two managers uh, Kettle, Kettlewell and, and Ferguson absolutely different class absolutely fantastic result against Stephen Robinson's squad and I, I, I must admit I like I like the way Motherwell played, but that was real, a real coupon buster for me. Uh, against Kilmarnock, who've picked up a wee bit, you know, over the last couple of weeks, albeit losing uh, uh, to, uh, to Celtic at Parkhead, which was probably expected. And obviously, the home advantage there on Wednesday against Hibs, I was expecting them maybe just to, to nick uh, against a, uh, an out-of-form Hibs side. But again, I think it'll be a real tight game. Uh, I feel, you know, uh, the way Ross County are playing, they've got um, decent players. They've got Graham and Stewart who scored last week against uh, Motherwell. Um, and they've got, uh, who I know very well, is Michael Gardine, who's just uh, played his 400th game for uh, Ross County and the longest uh, serving player for a, a good number of years at Ross County. And I think he's done an absolute fantastic job not just for Ross County, but for uh, a player of his uh, standing, doing what he's done uh, over the last 10, 12 years, albeit he's been at uh, another club which was done United, then he went away and come back, and I think he went on, on loan to Kilmarnock. So Michael Gardine was experienced uh, on the park, probably like a, a covenant to a Stephen Naismith of, of Hearts. You know, he moans and groans at players and gets the best out of players, and I think... Uh, the older he gets, Michael, uh, the better he gets. And uh, I think uh, Ross County have done him well. going to give him a testimonial. And uh, I just feel at this moment in time, Ross County have been like what Livingston were last year. Got points in the bag early. They will have a, 
a dip before and obviously they might struggle a bit but they've got the points in the bag and that might just be enough for them to, to have a decent season which is stay in the Premiership Kilmarnock the jury's still out with them um, albeit you know, they've picked up as I said uh, but I just think Ross Kenny might be able to get a share of the spells tomorrow Yeah exactly I, I went to the game and I, I text a big fella in the morning Youngie kindly had sorted us with tickets but as often happens on a Saturday morning uh, Mrs Young rules the roost in the, in the Young uh, household and he wasn't allowed to on, go wait, to the game. wait 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 tell the truth what happened was we discussed it in the car park you weren't allowed no it just, we discussed it in the See, car park the and, then, no and then we decided the <laughs> then we decided is that your reason for not having a girl a woman <laughs> a wife whatever you want to call them <laughs> call them what me eh? call them what me eh? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the situation was Higgs that we discussed it in the car park. I said if you can get back to me tonight, that's fine. I'll go. He calls me eight half eight in the morning uh-huh. on the Saturday get morning. Then it start to three in the afternoon. Half eight in the morning, where I've gone home at night. I've heard nothing, so I've made arrangements yeah. to do other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, about nothing. So you've made arrangements and he's not got back to you, Bill. Aye. Aye. Well, wait a minute. I, did, I just saw the ticket suit. Young, he's in duty with Cove. He, he gets me tickets. I says, I'm bringing Bill. Great. That's tremendous. Uh-huh. I'll leave you some tickets. I text him. No, I've, I've made other arrangements now. What were, you, what were you making? Fairy cakes or something like that? You, you, you did about a bacon, big man. Is that it? And you had to stay there with the, the apron and that you one. You've got a camera in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, listen. It was great to be there. I sat with, with Ewan. Ewan was working there and, and we, we enjoyed the match. And to be fair, you know, Ewan kept saying to me during the game, Ross County are decent, you know, and you could see that... Tell the truth, Ewan kept saying to you during the game, you're boring, I wish Bill was here. Well, that's, that, 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 that's, that goes without saying. There was always, there was times in the game, as much as Murrow had the ball, when Ross County had it built, and particularly, and I've wrote the name down and Higgs has went on about him, when Gardine gets the ball for Ross County, things happen. Hugh, let me ask you a question, because I can't get my head around it, and I've seen it now in the last two games that Ross County have played. Why do people back off Michael Gardine? I do not know, because he's a gem. He's a gem, and it gets the freedom of the park. Probably gets the freedom of the park because he's playing with a, with a, a smaller club. And they're not expecting him to get on the ball, but when he gets on the ball, he's dynamite. But they back off. There's, Everybody there's, does. There's probably no... You know, if you take left-sided midfield players in Scotland, they'd be jumping out at me. But when you think of Michael Gardine going and playing with his wide left guy, his left, it must be a dream to play with. Just take the ball, Michael. Go and make things happen. You know, and, and, and that's just the way he is. And he made a brilliant run, uh, you know, to set up the big boy Graham for, for the equaliser. But at Mother, when Mother got ahead... Ross County, you know, we're lucky that the left back gets sent off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Suicide said that left back. I don't know what he's thinking of doing. But he goes within five minutes and it just turns the game. Uh, but then I'm leaving the stadium and it, it, it pleaked up my phone that, that Ross County had got the, got the winner. And, I, and you know something? The second half... Well, they, 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 des- they deserved it because Mother will stop playing when they get their goal and Ross County dug in. But for me, the difference is the boy Gardine. There is no doubt about it. He's got great ability and and it's great to see um, you know him playing at that level. And there'll be a wee twist in it as well because he had a short spell at Kilmarnock mm. that didn't really go that great for him. It was the, probably the right, the right club at the wrong time for yeah. it, young Michael Gardine. Uh, but Higgs have, have known what he did at United he's a great little player the Arabs fans great, are like Gardine yeah. as well wholehearted wee left sided midfield player old school player Bill Paul you know the way he's you know he, he, he gets the head down and goes yes he does and he's got that wee edge to him as well 
put his foot in if he needs to, but he wants the ball and things happen for him. I think he'll go enjoy that surface tomorrow as well. I don't think that'll be a problem. No, I think no. Ross County, in years of gone by, have actually went down and did okay as well there. Um, Kelly, have they turned it? No, they didn't. They didn't get a result midweek after two wins when we expected them to beat Hibs. And, I've, and I'm just I'm going to go with a Desmond tomorrow. I think there'll be goals. I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. Okay, Paul? I'm going to go for a draw as well, Bill, but I'm going to go 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. I'm going to go 1-1 one, one as well. Okay. That's my uh, prediction for that one. Uh, here's one of those ones again, and, and it's difficult to say because Livy are doing so well and, and they are a good team and they made it difficult for Rangers in the League Cup uh, during the week. But Hamilton against Livingston, uh, these are the games that either team have to beat their opponents tomorrow because they're the ones that will end up you would assume and I don't mean this in a bad way round about them uh, by the end of the season so it's important that they, they get points against each other uh, you can start with this one Hugh well you know Rice is, is chopping changing and, and again today th- th- there's something here there's no smoke with, with, um, with you know with a fire as they would say and, and there's no Darren McKinnon for me should be in the team and, and uh, something's happened with him and, and, and Brian Rice you know and the papers are never far away with their stories and again he's kind of coming out today and, and denying you know any rift there uh, Darren McKinnon Paul the midfield player the, the yeah. holding midfield player the captain kind of Mr Hamilton to an extent Can I ask you a question? Yeah Is it a luxury that you can afford as a manager no. to let personal spats or things like that get in the way of playing one I of your d- best I d- players? I didn't read it all It was down the right hand side of the record and just as we're going to it I hope I do get to it and I do Brian Rice insists only left Dan Hamilton skipper Dar McKinnon out of last Saturday starting for tactical reasons Well Chipper as much as I love you and I think you're a great guy I don't buy that for a minute The Aki's boys dropped McKinnon from his squad as they act out a goalless league draw in Paisley. Darian is in my as my leader and still the main man in the dressing room. I told him at 1.30 on Saturday, as I was too scared to tell him before that. I don't I don't buy that either. I don't think that looks good for the manager to say that. We spoke privately and he was disappointed. But I would have been disappointed if he wasn't disappointed, if you know what I mean, as yeah, players get left yeah. out. But Darian McKinnon, with all due respect, deserves better respect. Paul, than one of them in the halfway line that the manager wants to see you at half one on a Saturday. I think that is horses for courses. Now, Chipper and Friday has made his mind up that Darren McKinnon's no playing on Saturday. Paul, you would have thought so. So why is yeah. that conversation not taking place? Is it a but case you don't of... Know what's happened to you. Well, something... I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know because any time I see Hamilton, he's 110%. Um, he says Higgs uh, sorry it's Higgs Brian Rice went on to say I wasn't trying to make a statement uh, to say I can drop my captain I can drop anyone it was just tactical I have to give him credit he was the first one in the dressing room after speaking to him and he was the first one in at half time he'll be back in the squad against Livingston he's the heartbeat of the club a massive player on and off and off the pitch on and off the pitch well I don't know take out of that what you want but you know he's a midfield player He's a ball winner, he passes the ball, he gets goals, he's been there, he plays for all the managers that have been managers of Hamilton, and I would say that's the only, uh, I would say, blotch that, that, that Chippers play, you know, come up with. I would always have Darren McKinnon in my team. He's the manager, he knows what's going on, but something's going on when, when he was left out of the squad. Out of the squad. So I don't know what's going on there. Paul? Talking about St Martin and Hamilton, about McKinnon being I, I, left I out, it's a strange one, eh? I, I, well, 
I, I must admit, you know, managers do things uh, because there's a reason behind it. Now, you know, just what I spoke about, like um, Stephen Jern, where you know the guy Hasty, you were saying, you know, you don't know what going on during the week. You don't know what's happened at all. And, and sometimes managers got to meet calls, but I think sometimes as well, I think a manager's got to um, tell people uh, and obviously tell the public why he's not been playing. Mm-hmm. And just just be truthful. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's, he's, he's not been training well or he's, 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 he's had an injury, which it doesn't look like that because you would have said he's had a, an injury of some sort. But I think you've just got to be up front, especially if he's a captain and he's obviously a stalwart to you. I think it's, uh, it's vital to be up front with people and most will be up front with the player first and foremost because he's the most important person. But I think if, when you're going to go to the press, I, I don't think you've got to make it vague. I think you've got to make it uh, direct and truthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're right. How do you think the game will go, Higgs? Well, I'm like what Bill was saying there earlier on. You know, you, you had like some South Mung playing last week uh, uh, against Hamilton. You know, these teams are going to be there or thereabouts. And I think Livingston and St. Murn and Hamilton are going to be round about the, the same area of the league. And uh, it's important that both teams, you know, don't lose tomorrow. If they win, then that's it's a massive result for, for whatever club it gets a result. But I don't know what you're thinking, Hugh, but I think it'll be a draw tomorrow. Well, there's, a, well, there's no advantage in the, the park, that's for sure. Correct. No, prob- Correct. well, you know, after seeing Livy at Rangers, say, three weeks back, in a bit yeah. and after watched them midweek again I was there watched them again I thought they were outstanding and I think they've got better players than Hamilton and all credit for uh, to Gary Holt for his recruitment over the summer uh, yeah. and I think he's he's got one up and chipper there I think Livingston will be more mid-table than bottom bottom of the table and I, I'm and if I was having a banker um, over the weekend Livingston's my banker they want at Hamilton tomorrow OK when do you think the score's going to be 2-0 Paul I've got one one here and, and probably what you've said to you you're right but I'm not change I'm gonna go Hamilton one Livingston. I just one. I just think they're playing for, for yeah. I think they're playing better. They can yeah. throw up top to the big boy uh, Lyndon Dykes. I think they yeah. can play it wide as well. They've got ability and, and pace throughout the team and they shell it into the box as well, uh, from all angles with with a long throw. And uh, I don't know why Lithgow's out. He wasn't playing there, mate, but I've got somebody else. Can't remember who was shelling it in, but it comes in like like a missile, and it's just that yeah. wee nod near post, and before you know, it's carnage in the yeah. box. So Livingston for me convincingly tomorrow. Okay, Heggs St Johnston against Motherwell, and Tommy doesn't have his sorrows to seek at the moment, sadly. He, he certainly doesn't. You know, um, uh, I, I think like Tommy's like a, a lot of managers down there, Bill. You know the. Doesn't know his his, his uh, best team. We know what you're trying to say. He, sh- <laughs> he shuffled his pack. I know what you were thinking, but you can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> <laughs> just see it, Paul. Come on, just no, come in. No, the no, listeners no, are wanting no. to know. It's early days. It's not a watershed. What I'm going to say is, uh, he's like a lot of managers who, who are down there at present. They know they don't know their best team because. They haven't had enough good results to sort of say, well, you know, see what see what you can do again. See if you can get that. No, they haven't won at all, Aye. and that is that is worrying. And, and, and I think as well, uh, with Motherwell losing last week, Stephen Robinson will definitely boot a few uh, backsides uh, over the course of this week. And yes, looking for uh, a decent result against uh, St. Johnson and McDermott, but. 
you know, what worries me about St. Johnston is uh, they did all right for an hour. No, they did all right for 45 minutes against Rangers. Yes. And then they just capitulated. Yes. And now that's at home. And uh, albeit irrespective is against Celtic or Rangers or anybody in the top two or three, that shouldn't happen. You know, and uh, you just wonder about the confidence and the, uh, the way that things are going at, at McDermott. But to lose four goals... Uh, see easily uh, on the, and all the goals of the way Tommy Wright was talking about were all avoidable so that's worrying for for Tommy and obviously for St Johnston <laughs> on the other hand I must admit I was, I was absolutely shell shocked last week because I thought just like what Hugh was saying uh, about um, uh, Livingston Hamilton I thought Motherwell were a banker against Ross County last week at home and uh, I just could not believe the result because uh, I must admit the way St. Uh, Motherwell have played mm-hmm. um, this season have been exceptional apart from last week and yes. uh, I think they'll get back on the deals tomorrow against a, a really a, a sorry looking St. Johnson side because uh, they look uh, really down at the present and uh, it's, Tommy's having a real hard task they've, they've only scored five goals and they've lost 17 now it tells you that you know he didn't be a mathematician but you know you've got to show up show up at the back and that's not what they're doing at present and I just find at present that you know they've got to do it Hugh, when you look at that goal difference for a start, and you know, in fact, Higgs kind of took the words out of my mouth because I was going to come to you and say that there is very little you can see, if anything, that is right at St Johnson at the minute. Any stronger? They're not scoring goals. No. They're shipping goals, and they've got three points. And at the bottom of the league, it's very difficult to see. And, and I've got to be honest with you, mm-hmm. there is nobody that stands out to me that is the player that's going to turn this round for St Johnson. But they brought Holtie and he'll start tomorrow because he's going to play against his paint club last week. Uh, Stevie May still to hit the ground running. Dre Wright should possibly start. But if you actually think about the loss of Ricky Foster at right back, Brian Easton at left back, the boy Anderson sitting in with, with Big Shaughnessy, that's a full back yes, four. Yes, it is. You know, that, that, that St Johnson Paul have to lose through, through, you know, through one way or another. And, it, and yeah. then, you know, kind of you know, jumble a four up, really, and, and it's not really happened. Um, yeah. But the reaction you will probably see from Murrow tomorrow, uh, you were right, we all thought it was the banker, especially going a goal ahead and then having one or two chances. Motherwell looks slick and, and, and they look good and then stop playing. They just couldn't go. It's as if they, we're one up here, we better go and get another one. They didn't, and obviously, you know, to their cost, they lost the points. But yeah, you will have seen a reaction. You would have seen a lot of unhappy boys going into Fur Park Monday morning when she'd have been bouncing through that door. Another win further up the league, go to St Johnston full of confidence. I still think they'll go up confident of winning the game because they've got better players. They're in a better position. They've got better squad players. They maybe juggle the pack run about a wee bit, Steve Robinson. But for me, there's a team playing... Are got confidence in the squad and they've got and, and the, the squad they're playing and the team they're playing just have nothing. We thought they might have turned that a wee bit, St. Johnson. It's no looking good. Suddenly another bad result. Losing four at home on the on the back of being nil nil at half time. You'd have thought, you know, Tommy's got a wee chance here. Rangers were poor the first half, up the ante, and and just wave St. Johnson to the side. Mm. I see I see Motherwell going up and getting the three points that they missed out in the week before. And, and doing it pretty convincingly the way go they on. played. I'm going to go Motherwell 2-0. Paul? 
Motherwell. I'm going to go three nothing Motherwell. Could happen, Bill. Could happen. I'm going to go three nothing. Uh, could happen. They've got the good players. Seedorf's a good player. Uh, Declan Gallagher's bombing on. So is Grimshaw. Uh, obviously, they'll need to make a wee change at left back with the boy getting sent off, but I think it should be well. So good two nil for you, Hugh. I'm, I'm going to go two one. Two but. one for you, was it Higgs? Two one for two me. Two one for me, Motherwell. Yeah. Uh, and three nothing, Motherwell. Two for one me. for me. Right. Two okay. Two That's one. fine. Monkey doke. Um, it's it's a kind of interesting time at the moment, of course, because we're getting into that season where we're in the dark nights. The nights get the days get oh, colder. No, no, I'm just saying we're getting to that time of year. Who would have thought that, you know, when we started talking a couple of months ago, how quickly we'd have a couple of months to look forward to, to the turn of the season. What I'm saying is that we're halfway through the first part of the season. Getting there. Uh, and it's it's going to all start to change in the next few months or so, the next couple of months. Well, of course, you know, the way the semi-finals have come out, the final will be played, you know, pre-Christmas, which is good as well, isn't it? I think the, uh, the Betfield yeah. will get played... Yes, and, and sorry, I just need to. Ewan's just told me. Ewan's just said if you put a pound on all your scores, uh-huh. you'll get back one million six hundred eighty-four thousand pounds. Just, just, just for a pound. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. There's, there's nothing weird. And, and for me, it's one million one hundred eighty-four thousand pounds. What's Higgs? It's not a time to do Higgs, but anyway. So yeah, there look. you go. Well. Kind of do you mind you over that? Aye, you know. He'll he'll text you yours, Higgs. He must just he'll text like you like yours. Anyway, I bet you if I put those on tomorrow, I certainly wouldn't get any of them up. <laughs> Listen, that's it, guys. Have a great weekend. Have a good Thank weekend, you Higgs. Very much. Cheers, Hugh. Cheers, Bill. Cheers, big man. Back on Monday. Not sure if Mister McCabe's with us because I believe it's his birthday, and oh, I did text him to see if he's in. So we'll let you know who's going to be in with us on Monday with you. <laughs> Live Sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Haggerty on Rock Sport Radio.